but let's just quickly check whether we're alive. Come on. I think we're alive. YouTube probably has like some sort of delay, right? For like 10, 20 seconds, something like that. Yep. We're alive, guys. How's it going, everybody? Uh, we're going to have today a guest who has played millions of hands at the micro stakes. He has coached over 500 players how to get out of the micro stakes. And he today is going to be here with us talking about poker life, his early career, how to get out of the micros, of course, and about poker sites. We're going to talk about that as well. I want to welcome Screamitz over here. Welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, how's it going? First of all, I want to say hello. How's it going? Uh, my name is Skrimitsu. Um Most people call me Scrim, so you can also call me Scrim. Uh, me and Andres are like friends from like a while ago. We're part of the same like Twitch team. We're like also dangling on like YouTube. So we're we're basically basically trying to reach out to like more people and educate them on the quality of the poker game as being like a skill game, as being a fun game, and also just generally like having uh, a laugh here or there. Cool. So yeah, and basically what I was forgetting. Nice. How did you get into poker at first? Like, what's your poker story? Um, all right, man. So my poker story is very, very interesting because I had like, you know, ne no one ever, no one ever when they're like a little kid and this is like available for like a lot of, uh, a lot of professions, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, you never, you never think like when you're a little kid, like I'm gonna be a poker player. Hell no, hell no. No one does that. No, okay, maybe Doug Polk, but no one does that. No one like ever, ever, ever did that. Like, yo, I'm gonna be. You know, children want to be like astronauts. Uh, children want to be like doctors, lawyers, you know, stuff like that. But then it's just no. I I, I ended up playing cards. I can imagine this. Imagine this. Pay attention. I was actually debating this when you're like a parent, okay, and you go go to your school. And the, um, the the teacher asks, like, okay, what are you, what are, what do your parents do? You know, so the child is like, ah, my, my dad plays cards. <laughs> the teacher will be like thinking that you're some sort of gambling dude, or you just waste your time at home, just like whatever. <laughs> my my dad plays poker at home. What? I mean, do, uh, first of all, I want to ask you, uh, what do your parents say about it? Like, are they totally cool? What was the my, early my stage? My parents totally, totally know. The early stage is, is crazy because uh, my mom, like my father has like left when I was like 11 or something like that, but he's totally cool with it. He bought both, both my books, so that's good. Um, my mom actually told me when I was like, around 20, I was I was playing. I wasn't like constantly, consistently winning, I think, but I was definitely playing. So my mom told me a scary story about one of her colleagues at work that borrowed, uh, borrowed money from like a loan shark to pay off his gambling debts because poker is kind of like weird around here. Like there are some shady venues that if you get to play and you get to play for like really, really high stakes and some people get attracted to that. And I think people like wield, it's nothing official. It's just like, you know, back rooms of bars or something like that. Like it could be. And there are people who like lose like a lot there or something like that, you know? So basically she told me a story about a colleague of hers at work and they had to like run to Canada because they had too much debt. So, and she told me like in a very, very serious tone, never play poker for real money. I'm, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. 
because I was playing like all sorts of like tournaments on like full tilt back then and stuff like that. And I was telling her, nah, it's, it's just it's like fake money. This is yeah. like, like it doesn't say it's like points. I'm playing for points. And he's like, yeah, ah, it's fine. I think my, my, my grandfather also, he, he used to play lots of cards. Like I actually learned the Swiss card game, which is called uh, Yassen. I learned it from him and, um, you know, I was playing with my grandparents. And then, you know, my mother was also a bit worried that uh, I was going to get hooked because I think he was also playing for for quite some stakes, uh, <laughs> um, but he, he had his own company. So he was making lots of money with his company, but then he, I think he lost a lot gambling. So yeah, my, my mother was always a bit worried about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, also, I think you got recently married, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Recently is like maybe an overstatement. Yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah. Recently is uh, <laughs> May is here. So it is recently. Okay. Then I still you know? had it right, right, right yeah, in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so eventually the way I told my mom, because my dad like was like out of picture back then I didn't have to tell anyone, but the way, the way I told my mom was like, I showed her like a few sacks of money and I told her, look, this is from poker. I'm doing this. There's nothing you can do. I'm living alone right now. I'm paying my own rent. I'm doing like, and I want to pursue this. She was like, okay, <laughs> that was it. Did you, did you pull off a Carlos Matos? You know Carlos? Uh, oh, someone, 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 someone. When you put money on the table and you know you can see it and right in front of eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. It's a scam. No, no, no. Like, honey, I got the 10,000 here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I basically pulled the Carlos Matos. Yeah. Okay, good. Not, not, good, not, good. Not, not the other <laughs> sides of him. No, no. Okay, then then it's good. Then she then she's gonna believe it. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was like a while ago, so I had I have no. Uh... Also, my my grandparents don't know about this, so they're like they think that I'm coaching people for like uh, IT online. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's yeah. okay. It's better that way because uh, yeah, sometimes. You never teach an old dog. Sometimes, yeah, people won't really. Um, there's a. Do you know uh, the series called Wayward Pines? Have no, you ever sir. seen it? No, okay, sir. like that series is about yeah, the, uh, very futuristic, and um, it's basically about also the different generations, and it has the premise that only children can adapt to a new world. Um, so. Uh, they actually want to live like in 2000 years from now. So they mm -hmm. freeze themselves in for like in time and they wake up 2000 years from now. And in I that see. new world, everyone's dead beside the people within Wayward Pines, that small village uh, within, mm -hmm. you know, surrounded by pines. And um, so they want to then teach the children about the new world that, you know, everyone's dead. And the old people, like the parents and the grandparents, they, they don't believe that, that they would go crazy in that new world. And yeah. only the children can cope with it because they have those fresh minds. And that's, that's very um, smart. Yeah. It, it was a very inspiring. Um, I think it's one of the best uh, uh, series that I've seen because it's it's just inspiring for me to think about human beings and how they could cope in a world like that. I like those. Uh, it's not too much. Sure, the idea is, is, is a bit, of course, crazy. But at the same time, it suggests how people react in a scenario like that. And I actually love that. I wrote it down. <laughs> I actually wrote it down because I want to okay. watch it now. Cool. Yeah, guys, if you, if you haven't seen Wayward Pines, sure, when it comes to the dialogue, it's not like, it's not like the best of the best. Uh, 
from the acting standpoint, but I just think the idea and what it suggests is, is pretty good. I think um, you miss your profession. Huh? You should be what? a movie reviewer. You should work for IMDb. You just, <laughs> you just instantly, instantly got me into that. You just like legit instantly got me into that, um, into that. Uh, that series. That series, right? Okay, like instantly, cool. and now I, I want to watch it. <laughs> I actually, I actually love uh, movie reviews. There's like a YouTube channel that I watch uh, about uh, Black Mirror. Uh, ah, uh, that, that's that's like one of my favorites. Yes, H Harry's Moving Castle. I don't know if you've seen the YouTube channel. Like nope. he he reviews uh, every episode of of uh, Black Mirror, and I think does an amazing job. And uh, I actually watched all of them. I watched all the episodes, oh. and uh, okay. yeah, I love Black Mirror as well. Huge fan. And um, it's so also, good. It's so yeah. good. It's like ridiculous. What's your favorite episode, by the way? Uh, I have to think about it. Um, I think mine is the one with like the uh, bicycles. Which one was that? The one with the uh, whatever's got talent, the the chick and the guy who get together and he pays for her entry in the talent contest. Oh uh, yeah, that's one. That's pretty pretty good. That's that's about uh, that has a lot of uh, elements in it like that. You know, guys, if you haven't haven't watched the episode, uh, it's Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, Black Mirror, Black Mirror and, and that episode is about um, guys, they, they basically have to make a currency by doing work. So they're, uh, they're producing electricity or something and they get paid for it in currency and they can use that for entertainment. And uh, it is that, for example, they have that they, they currency, right? And then they, they, they are basically forced what they do, What they do is like they pedal like on bicycles, basically. It's like yeah. some other people can do other things, but this is like a bicycle facility in, in which everyone lives. It's like a sort of like a big cage, let's say, right? So every, you wake up, you go, and uh, toothpaste costs, uh, food costs, everything costs, entertainment costs, skipping ads costs, right? right? So you pedal, you pedal, and you get like TV when you're pedaling, and uh, you can get like your sort sort of avatar. And basically, while you're pedaling, you're also playing a game or something like that. And you can customize your avatar, but that also costs credits, you know, and stuff like that. But there's also like a talent show, like Britain's Got Talent or whatever, that everyone is watching, and a ticket there because you have to buy your ticket with credits. It costs like twelve million or something ridiculous. So yeah, the guy inherits some money for for uh, from. Uh, uh, his that brother or something like that. He inherits his credits, all his credits that he made during his life, and he buys a girl that he sees singing in the bathroom. He buys like a ticket, just just for kicks, you know. So that's all, almost all his money, by the way. And eventually, uh, they try to take the girl into. I'm not. I'm not actually not going to throw any spoilers, but they try to take the girl into porn <laughs> because she's. More, she, there's a guy in the jury that loves uh, that. That is uh, the owner of like a massive uh, pornography pornography uh, company. So he tries to get her into porn, and the guy seeks out his revenge. So you'll have to watch the rest of the episode. It's called Black Mirror. In the first season, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I mean they they all have uh, quite interesting. Um, I think the one where um, the a woman loses her husband and she recreates a robot of him was also somewhat strange oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. uh at the same time i like the it, it asks the questions whether you could recreate someone what elements couldn't you recreate about a human being just in theory and and it is just very interesting like what 
Uh, oh, yeah, there was like that, I remember now the, that company that yeah. remade the human being and you could talk to him and eventually it would give him a butt. Yeah, yeah. At first, at first she was just talking. She just had the voice with him and she uh, surprisingly when she had the voice with him, she enjoyed his company so much. Uh, she went to all those places with the voice and I think also uh, the voice or that virtual being could not only talk to her, but also see what she was seeing. So yeah, with camera, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. she was actually fine with her husband's death up to that point. And then she recreates this, the step two, which also costs a lot of money, which would be the company's uh, main benefit, right? And then, um, yeah, it goes into like, what would that person look like? It would look the same. It would do a lot of the same, but it would not, it would be almost perfect. Like it, it doesn't have those human imperfections. Uh, so it is a lot about what makes a human human. Um, so yep. I, I thought that was uh, quite nicely done and uh, has quite some some uh, some room to discuss about it. So Absolutely. I think about every episode has has a lot. Like there's a, there's like what the worst episode was the worst episode. I think we would all agree on that. That was the um, hmm. I forgot the title, and, but there's like one particular episode which is really horrible, which doesn't like do anything. Uh, the last season kind of. I didn't. I didn't quite wow. like it a lot. Okay. La the last season, I thought it was actually pretty grim. Uh, the one with the dog robots that were like chasing. Yeah, people. exactly. The dog robots. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant exactly that one. The dog robots were There's like most of like season. So like, don't don't watch season four, guys. Just watch the first three yeah. seasons. Season four <laughs> is pretty grim. It's like that. Eh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, let's uh, get back to this. So, how did I get into poker? It was pretty interesting story because I was actually becoming on my way to becoming a professional basketball player at some point. Uh, okay. Believe it or not, I was like a lot, a lot more athletic at some point. I still do like some my fair share of swimming right now, but I can't really do much because uh, my basketball career ended when someone tackled me. Basically, you know how they tackle at football. Yeah. You know, like they tackle like foot foot forward. Okay, so that thing just just went in like straight into my knee, and my knee was like. So eventually, I could I could like walk again, but I could never I could never get to the same like basketball performances that I could. Yeah. And I was like depressed for half a year, like six months. I went out like drinking nonstop every every evening. I'd be I'd wake up in like the weirdest places. Like if I I'd, I'd go. I'd go like you, you know. You, I know what's going through your mind right now, but uh, mostly, mostly like French places or something like that. I wouldn't remember yeah. what happened for like the last few hours or something. Okay. And, uh, I'd be. I remember at some point waking up in. Uh, this is a weirder story, but I remember at some point waking up in the National Bank. I met a friend online. Uh, I met a girl online, and she had a friend, and I brought I brought like uh, my friend over. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go into like all the details, but at some point I was at six in the morning on the bank balcony of the National Bank wearing only underwear. Uh, my back was written uh, all over with lipstick as like a dare thing or something like that. I was smoking a cigarette and I was looking at the people uh, going to work. This was six in the morning. I had like, I hadn't slept. So Sounds I was, like hangover three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was, I was, and this is the National Bank, dude. Yeah. Uh, you understand, but it was like there are apartments in the National Bank uh, in my city. There are like three apartments. One is like the owner of the, oh, okay. the, the 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 principal of the bank, you know, bank principal, 
And then below the or like above, I don't remember right now, there was us, you know? So at six in the morning, there was this balcony that's made like all, 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 all on uh, like from like uh, iron stuff, you know, like only iron, you know, it's no, it's no windows, no nothing. It's like go from the balcony, you can fall. <laughs> it's only iron. I was like sitting there, like smoking a cigarette, like I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at those people going at six in the morning at work, and I'm like, I, I, I could never do that. So I was like, dude, I gotta find something else. And at some point, it's a very, very, very cool cool story yeah i think uh, a, a lot of us people have uh, that that background that they wanted to go into you know uh professional sport or some some sports of some sort mm -hmm, i think a lot of mm -hmm. people ended up in poker it was the same for me I, I loved skiing back then i also did a lot of uh swimming but never really well uh was never too good athletes into poker by the way like some yeah. of my students were actually like either fitness trainers or athletes or something like that. And they, some of them turned out really, really well. Um, but also like, okay. So basically what happened was on YouTube, like I didn't have a lot of money. The like background was like, uh, I hated, I started hating college because I went to like PC uh, college because they had the best bas basketball team. It was like a launching ramp towards, but I never actually liked college, like, like PC college. IT, mm -hmm. computer science, right? So um, what I did was like, I didn't go like second year, I didn't go like at all at, at my classes. I told my parents like, I'm fine, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll go to classes, but I didn't go like one year. So this year, half of it, I drank, <laughs> half of it, I party, right? And the other half, um, I actually started getting my shit together. I played a lot of World, World of Warcraft though. So that was, uh, that was better than drinking though. It's it okay, better for my health, you know? But still, um, so what I did was at some point I saw on YouTube, I was watching like World Series of Poker or something, you know, just, just for fun. At some point I saw Tom Dwan. I'm not kidding. I saw Tom Dwan saying that he deposited like $50 and he made like a million and he made millions. And then I was like, fuck it. If this guy can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> I was like, look, do you know how I got my first bankroll? You know, the you remember the poker strategy guys that were, would give you like $50 if you passed the test? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got that. And in the first evening, um, I had like 134. I, I have no idea of bankroll management, absolutely nothing. I deposited $50 at a table. I, I, I got up with like 134. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to double this up till I have like a lot of money and I'm going to do it. So eventually, uh, the next day I joined like Nolman 200 with, and I remember the hand, I, I, I joined Nolman 200, so one, two tables with 100, my, my whole 134 and I lost it. But I didn't lose it like in a very, very bad way because I, I kind of figured out, I had king nine, the board was like queen jack 10 and the guy had ace king, you know? So it's like straight over straight, I had no chances to win, but I was like, dude, but he could have had like a lot of hands there i mean i i kind of won like i kind of lost but it wasn't really that bad so i figured i'm not that bad you know because i figured that so then you know what i did you know poker strategy would ask for like id mm -hmm. for, for the bankroll you know poker strategy would ask for like id i was living in a dorm room in a dorm yeah. so i had all these colleagues that had ids i told them all if if i win something i'll give you 20 percent they all gave me their IDs. I had one more bankroll, one more bankroll, one more bankroll. So eventually, eventually, I actually started reading their articles, okay? 
actually started like reading their articles. Like, uh, okay, you're supposed to open this. You're supposed to fold the ace jack offsuit versus UTG open or like whatever, you know? So I'm like, ah, king jack offsuit is like trouble hand. You're not supposed to call that because if you flop a jack, you're gonna be open. Okay, I understand. So I started playing and I started winning at moment two. Like yeah. right off the bat, like full ring. I started playing, I was playing party poker back then because it was like the biggest thing. And I started winning at Nolma 2, like one set, two cent tables. And I was playing, playing, playing. I wasn't like great at it, but I started improving by playing. So that was good. So that was like my start. That okay. Stefan uh, and Chad asked, well, which year was that? This was around, I'd have to say this was around 2009, 2009, 2009 2010, around that. Okay. I, 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 it was like the college year, yeah. but it was, I don't know if it was like semester one, semester two or somewhere around that. Okay. So 2009, 2010. Yes. Almost, almost nine years ago. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a cool poker story. Like, especially the idea of, yeah, you can take everyone's ID and then try to make a bankroll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't, I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, it's, it's pretty tough, I guess. And also at a later point, you could get into troubles for not being able to cash out if you cannot make it believe that it's you. Um, yeah, but yeah course, I'm sure I like used it as like practice money and it, it worked well. But then full tilt uh, at some point just went down and <laughs> I lost my money, like everything that how I much, had. How much did you lose? Like ever? Ever? I had like all my bankroll there. <laughs> that was okay. it. That was me. I, look, I lost two times in my life my bankroll. One time on full tilt. Okay. And the other time I got scammed out of my bankroll because I was desperately looking for a place to, to live. So I posted it on a forum. So a guy was like very, very happy, but he kind of, with like all the stuff that uh, made out, he kind of scammed me for my bankroll. But luckily, luckily, this is the coolest story. Luckily, a guy that like, I asked for help and a guy came, came in and he was like, look, man, uh, I see you play. And I think that, I think that you're doing okay. So I'm going to give you a hundred dollars. I I want only like ten percent. Like I'm staking you. I want I want only ten percent because you're like in a in a very very bad period of time. But take this, okay? And I will. Uh, and I think you can beat Nolma ten on eight eight eight. So that was basically my start on eight eight eight. And at the end of the week, I had five hundred. So okay. I totally like totally like crushed those games. My first hand on eight 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 was me getting aces, three betting, uh, someone four betting, me calling their four bet. Um, and then they jammed with King with like two over cards on a flop, and I watched hey, that. You like, seem to remember those uh, career milestone hands pretty well. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was it was pretty it was pretty ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. I remember this. Yeah. Like, I, day. And he was that. like, "Okay, I'll like because he was railing me, so he wanted to see how I play, right?" And I was like, "Look, I three bet, like I he four bet. I called this four bet with aces, check, and he was like shoves king queen into like low card board." And I called. He was like, "All right, I think you're gonna do good. Go." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Uh, that's that's nice. How how long? How much later was it? That was 2011. Is that it? Yeah, that was okay. that was. Uh, I don't remember. Look, I don't remember like the whole full tail thing. Yeah. But that was like after the whole full tail thing. Uh, I mo I remember moving out of the dorm, and mm -hmm. moving with like a friend, and the friend ended up kicking me out of his apartment. So like right then, I just. I just really, really look for a place to stay, and this guy scammed me out of my bankroll, which was actually moving money. Like a part of it was like moving money, so that was like, oh my god, I, I got myself into a very bad situation. But 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 the first loss of the bankroll you got back eventually from full tilt, right? Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was like after after like so many years, it was like a bit insignificant, but still good. Yeah. Oh, okay.
So he didn't build like uh, an insane amount on full tilt or something. No, 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 no. I think I think it was like one k or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. okay, sure. It yeah. meant but a lot to me back then. It meant a lot to me back then. If you can understand that back then, average salary in Romania. So that was like three average salaries in my country. You know. Okay. okay. So me playing around between sixteen and twenty-four tables of flooring, only two back then, averaged around five hundred per month. So I was getting like two x the average salary for for just playing back the lowest limit in poker, which is from ridiculous. from your perspective. Do you think there's something that ruined poker a little bit? A lot of Eastern countries they basically made more than average salaries playing online poker on the micro stakes. Um, I don't think it ruined poker for a lot of people because micro stakes micro stakes would like always be easy. Okay, I th I think they're like normal two is just ridiculously easy, normal five is just ridiculously easy. Uh, if you go up to like normal 10, you have some players that might pull off some moves or might have like more correct ranges, I guess. But whomever wants to have some fun and play like real money games, I think it's fine. I think that's one of, one of the things that, uh, look, you know, like I'm a GG team member, but I, I'm actually not advertising right now. One of the things that they did really well was setting the lowest limit of, of being like 5 cent, 10 cent, normal 10. Because it's just ridiculously easy. Always like the, the lowest limit, yeah. There's there's no there's no one two cent, there's no two five cents. So that makes normal ten easier, right? So mm -hmm. that makes the regs going up uh worse to normal twenty-five. They're worse, right? Because they have to beat easier games to go up. So then this makes the whole player pool easier. Yeah, if you don't have the very the the lowest stakes, that's true. Then you you also don't have people like entering with less money like people cannot run it up from like twenty dollars that easily like they need at least an, an amount like 50 or 100 maybe yeah even yeah, though yeah, like yeah, five yeah, ten yeah. buy-ins that's, that's, that's true that's true that's true mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that that uh on the on the micro stakes do you do you have have you played still on stars a lot like how many tables do you think you could play on stars playing profitably on l2 at the same time on NL2 at the same time? Are we yeah. talking Zoom or uh, no? No, non-Zoom. Like how many tables at the same time? Uh, I think full ring 24 still. Okay. Uh, I think six max I could play profitably at normal two, six max I could play like 12 to 14. Okay, yeah, because I think I can do 12 to 14, but uh, I tried 20 recently and I broke even for like a K hands short. Sample. I think it's too much. It's, it's, it's a very small sample. I, I still think you could definitely win. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, like very, very, uh, very important. Like who the player is. Like you yeah. could definitely win all over yeah. like a long stretch. But I think it, you, you kind of get to time down hands and that's, that kind of yeah. sucks. So like, Do you play with hotkeys always or? I'd never play with hotkeys. Yeah, because that's that's really something that that I would have needed for. I have I very I, good, yeah. I have very good mouse precision because I've been like top one hundred world in like a very well known FPS game. So okay. I have very good mouse precision, so I, I just I just mouse it over. Okay, yeah, that that's that's cool because I, I for for nine max tables I couldn't really do it. Like I think even nine max twenty, I it's too much still. Like I'm not gonna keep up with it. That's a that's a bit of problem. Like I still think I, I still think like yeah, nine max I can do like twenty four, but uh, okay. full tables not 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 like people leaving people like uh, you know so like yeah and oh. and, and normal ten and over over tables sometimes break because people are like bum hunting that they, they don't want to play rig versus rig like twenty five fifty. 
but yeah, it's it's like yeah, twenty four tables I can still do. I don't know in like a few years though I might be too old. <laughs> Who knows? By the way, when you compare, how much have you played in live poker? When you compare online and live poker, uh, I've played a lot of cash in live. I've played tournaments that are like untracked, and I've played some tournaments that are tracked, but. Mostly I play like live cash and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's kind of like, how can I how can I take this? People don't know in live poker. People just go into the casino to like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and show them who's boss and I'm gonna go there and like uh, you know you know you know how live poker is. So like in Romania yeah. there aren't really that many. I used to have to drive like eight hours to get to like a decent live game, which sucks. But now there's like also a casino in my city. But it's not like I visited very rarely because I enjoy playing online a lot more. And the quality of the people that come to that club, they're either regs and they're really okay, or some people come drunk, or some people... It's like, I don't like life that much around here. I'm actually planning in going to Vegas next year and like the summer to grind. I don't know for sure yet if it's going to be next year or the other. Depends on how my challenge goes and how fast I can make the money for the apartment and then grind a bank up for Vegas. But I'm really planning on doing that, like around, especially around WSOP. I might even play some events because the cash tables are going to be brimming with people that you want to play against. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like Vegas is, is a great place to play during the summer, as Constance yep. says. It's, yep. it, it could become a great summer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to visit Bobby's room too soon, but uh, no. you know, one, two, two, five are going to be very, very fun for me. I think. Well, I, I personally just give you a tip. I wouldn't play one, two, and the reason for that is the rake is going to affect things much, much more than two, five. Like I've played some one two just for the, for funds. Uh, also this or last year, mm -hmm. uh, no, not not this year. Last year I wasn't actually there, but I was just like the the play is really slow. People really tank even in one two games. Yeah, they have they have just a certain uh, you know amount of personalities in there that you don't want to play because they take the game actually very seriously. It's like, and then they play for they just play super slowly, and mm -hmm. uh, it's for so little money. And they also bind for a hundred, uh, so for fifty yeah, blinds, yeah. and that's really silly because also the rake is ten percent capped five, so it doesn't make any sense to play small pots with those people. You just ten percent capped five. Okay, yeah, but yeah. they open for like ten blinds, which is yeah, uh, of though. course, of course. But the, like every small pot is a loss, and then yes, only yes. and only when you take someone for stacks, when you see people with two hundred dollars on the table, mm -hmm. then it's mm -hmm. worth it. But you don't want to take like someone's fifty dollars, take someone's sixty dollars because you're just gonna rake it away. And then I also yeah, remember yeah. it from the old days. I was there in two thousand and twelve, and grinding one two is just doesn't make any sense. It's just so rake uh, inefficient uh, when you can at the same time play a game like two five, where the rake all of a sudden is super good. Like for example, in Caesars, even though the music is loud and. You might arguably say it's not the best poker room uh, from the environment. I heard it's the best poker room from like a student of mine who just recently visited. Yeah, Caesars. it is actually the best poker room to to grind rake efficient games, and sometimes it's also very soft uh, into five games. Like I had a, I had a hand there, um, yeah, last year actually, where I grinded like one hundred and fifty hours, and the the biggest I was up like four k or something in the end, and. Yes. The most of it was in like a 2-5 game in Caesars, uh, where I was also running really hot. Uh, the board comes like ace 3-3. Three, three. I was actually playing no limit hold'em. And uh, I had aces, so yeah. overfull. And one guy had a three. 
and the other guy had an ace. And they somehow ended up loading, uh, punting in 200 to 300 big blinds each. Yeah, and you were like, call, raise. And I'm call, like, call, raise, call. call. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just calling it and I win like 2K in one hand. I'm like, yeah, oh. and you're like, thank you. Thank you I'm so like, much. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, exactly. Like, What's going and, on? Uh, I don't understand. Like, I have a student of mine. This is actually a cool one. Um, a student of mine, a former student of mine, I don't coach him anymore. Uh, he plays in live in London and he plays a 1 1 game. So the game is a 1 1 and there is an unlimited buy in. Okay. And he's posting yeah. in my Discord some sort of ridiculous, some sort of like super, super ridiculous photos um, of like brags and stuff, you know? He's telling us like 1600 big blind pots and just people well, ridiculously trying to bluff yeah. him and so on. And he lives from 1 1. He just lives from 1 1. Well, well, the thing is, you know, in those games, they also in like Eastern Europe countries, sometimes they have those games. Uh, and and th those don't count in big blinds. You don't even think of, it's like money. You think in money, like, yeah, you basically bet 10, you bet 50, bet 100. That's oh, what and the rake mean. is 5%. Yeah. Sorry, the rake is yeah. 5% and capped. So yeah. It's and and then yeah, it doesn't uh, the rake at some point also though doesn't matter anymore. But it really matters in Vegas. I would definitely advise against one two because mm -hmm. it just sucks. You're also gonna you know the the games is often way too nitty. Um, like some games are really nitty in one two. Really? It, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, expect that. Yeah, like I, I played a hundred hours back in 2012, and even back then they were nitty and. Um, so you re really want to table select a lot in Vegas as well, because you, <laughs> you can go to any table. So why would you play a nitty table? And exactly. also Stefan says 2-5 in the win is nice because of the 1,500 max value. I like the win as well. Uh, the win has probably an average, uh, the better poker players and some other poker rooms. Uh, the area in particular has a lot of PLO games. And, and even then, like comparing like a two years gap between the PLO games, when you play the lowest limit, which is one two five. People have realized that in that one-two game, the anti, the, like the bringing is five. It's like a weird structure, but in that game, uh, people used to be much too loose. Now there's a lot of older regulars in there who mm -hmm. probably are winning players and are probably gonna make twenty bucks an hour, maybe thirty. Um, so they realize that they just have to knit it up. So they're just gonna wait for aces in PLO, and they're gonna be yeah. super unprofitable for you to play. So you're going to have to spot games where there's no more than two or three of those people if you want the reasonable hourly in those mm -hmm, mm -hmm. games. And that was not the case like some years ago where people just, you know, they just played anything. Call, 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 uh, call. And now, <laughs> actually, this year I played some, some one two five. Uh, it's 500 deep. It's not a bad game. You make like 50 an hour. Uh, also, the, the higher game, I played five, 5 and 5.10. Uh, mm -hmm, with a rock mm -hmm. or something and two five. So there's like three limits. They're all a little bit similar. Some play higher. And um, all of them are very good. And also that 10, 20 games can be really good if you want to play a little bit higher. But you also have swings for like 20, 30K in no time. Yeah, and so you have to bring bring the money from home. Yeah, yeah and, and I think like Bitcoin can facilitate a little bit, but like bringing the money to places is sometimes not so nice. I don't know. Um, for live poker, I think that's a big disadvantage. You have to have money in different currencies and bring it basically. Absolutely but, uh, true. So yeah. all in all, your answer is like you, you love online poker because it's very simple. You don't have to travel to, to places and you don't like yep. the, the clientele of certain. And it, it fits my streaming schedule. <laughs> I probably couldn't stream from like live games a lot. 
but yeah, I I like I like uh, online also because of sometimes live poker can be a bit bad uh, from like bo and uh, bad manners from like other players and body odor and stuff like that. You know, like you you don't want to just be stuck seven hours near a guy who who lost his. Uh, lost his shower license or something like that. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Nightmall says, just joined the stream. Hi, who is this guy? Are you talking about me or Stramitzer right now? Who is these guys? Who is these guys? Who is these guys? Well, um, you can basically get back to the start uh, of, of this uh, podcast, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to basically get an introduction. But now we're basically getting into uh, Twitch streaming. Um, you know, you're you're saying you're all playing online poker, and also it's for streaming. Yes, like what does streaming mean for you? Uh, streaming is basically my job. It got me like connected to a lot of people before I started learning about like I don't know, like different like poker sites before because before i didn't have like a lot of knowledge i didn't have like it got me connected to a lot of people that i met that eventually got me to uh, be team like team gg you know so that was really really cool um but also is like a place for me like twitch is a place for me for dangling my brain because sometimes you get a session and it's a very very bad poker session sometimes you just drop ions drop ions drop ions and you're on twitch and you're supposed to be uh continuing that you know i never leave a session because i'm running bad like that's like never i never like uh, i'm talking about twitch right mm -hmm. and it forced me it forced me to maintain my mental game like clean because i'm talking to people they're talking to me they're like oh no that was such a bad beat there's like they're like yeah right it, and it it it, it kind of gives me the mental clearance to like move forward even when like the darkest and darkest of times you know? Yeah, we, we seem to be different in, in that regard, because for me, I also don't quit when I run bad, but I, I'm going to start cursing and the Twitch chat is not helping. Like running bad in front of an audience for me is 10 times worse. Like when I when I play my micro six challenge, so we did a little bit the, the similar stuff. Like I play 10,000 hands on one day on like PokerStars, mm -hmm, PLO. Mm -hmm. And I, I break even for 10,000 hands in PLO, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rage. Like this is yeah, not, yeah, like yeah. I cannot take it. I simply can't take it. Um, and that's clear, like I'm going to rake 15 binds or something ridiculous mm -hmm, on 10,000 mm -hmm. hands. Um, first of all, that pisses me off so much because the rake is so high. And then the second thing is, yeah, that I'm also running poor in some sense against people who are playing 90% BPIP and have no idea what they're doing. Yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And, uh, and it's more horrible in front of Twitch chat for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't. Well, sometimes, sometimes I call people idiots. Sometimes I call people names. But uh, like it, it starts being funny after a while, you know. Like it's like it's the spots are so ridiculous that I just laugh them off. Like it's it's so fucking hilarious to me at some point. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. so improbable. Like I'm like, okay, this is such such bad luck that I'm just supposed to go and put like a lot of ticket in. I have days where I run consistently into aces and kings and, and MTTs, and it's ridiculous. It's so much. Like it's too much, man. Stop it. Like I was like, but then at some point it just turns around, and you get so lucky in a tournament. You win with fives versus nines. You win with sevens versus aces. You win, and you just win that tournament. You're like, hey, I run that bad for like such a long time, so I can win this. And I started understanding that. You know, yeah, in cash and MTTs too, because you have stretches of cash when you where you just sun run, 
it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, of course. The, the thing, though, is that in cash games, you, you're still supposed, you know, especially when you have a high edge against your opponents. Sure, you, you cannot know for sure because yeah, you're raking 15 big blinds per 100. How much edge is there still left? Is it 10 big blinds per 100? Is, it should be right, even on the lowest limit, even though rake is so high. Rake um, is 15 per 100 in PLO. Yeah, like PLO, in, the rake is... In it's 5, right? Or something like that. 10. Only 10. That's ridiculous. That's so much. I want it's to puke. It's absolutely in insanity. So, yeah, it wants to make me puke because, you know, you see, I had really decent results at, at 50 cents a dollar and even $1, $2 on stars. And I go down to 5 cent, 10 cent, and we have 10k break even <laughs> stretches. And the thing is, not in the green line. I don't even care about the how much I'm winning or losing. I care about the EV line. Like the EV line should just go up. Like I should yeah, it's like getting the money. Yeah, it should just skyrocket because I'm supposed to get the money in well against those people. And I, then I, I don't for 10,000 hands. Like how are how are people supposed to believe me? So that's I'm that's why I wanted at some point to start like a. I still have the idea. I want to start a Kickstarter for a poker site that takes one blind per hundred for like everything and just runs itself. You know. Yeah, I mean that's it might be obviously awesome. It's it's a bit. Uh, I don't know if it's it's gonna be an illusion because yeah, I hope that run it once poker does like something. Um, not and one big one hundred, but does something reasonable because. Phil Galfond, he understands PLO. He understands yeah, yeah, he understands everything. I mean, yeah, like, he understands like rake. Rake in PLO should be half of of Hold'em. That is very clear. Like that, the the like even rake at half yeah, is I understand, more rake. I understand. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I just, and and it's like double. Point. It's like double or triple on stars. It's ridiculous yeah. because rake in like Norman ten is like six blind per hundred or something yeah. around that. Lockyer says, uh, yeah, you know, he he might not understand the difference between like running bad and playing bad, and that's really yes, that there's a thin line. Like you have to be self-aware and say, okay, do you make plays that are really so horrible? And you should do that after the session when you have a clear mind. I think. Well, well how we're, do talk, you do we're talking cash entries too. Yeah, yeah, both. But how do you do that? Like, how do you know that you're not playing bad? I check. Like, my mental game is very clear for me. At some point, like my strategy is very clear. Like even Boslop, I know, I know, I have some guidelines that I'm supposed to like respect, right? Yeah. But if at some point, like, I don't really rage. That that's that's one of my things. I don't rage. I I might like maybe I curse, but I kind of release that energy like almost immediately. It just leaves me, you know. When okay. I rage, I sometimes just laugh it off with my chat. I, I was like, I have my head like I'm, I'm like at some point like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are and and it's just it just leaves me that rage energy leaves me. I, I keep sticking to my strategy. Okay, I'm like, it's, 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 it's just a, yeah, it's it's how you see it like from the outside. If you see like poker as like one long marathon marathon of hands and not like sessions and stuff like that, yeah, then yeah. eventually you'll get to learn that this session will mean very very low. Uh, well, this losing session will have very low importance. I think I won that at some point where I got crushed in 10 minutes for seven blinds, and it was ridiculous. And this is Hold'em, okay? It's mm -hmm. not Omaha. In Omaha, it's possible, right? In Hold'em, it's impossible. I got crushed for seven blinds in 10 minutes, and I was like, I was like almost about to cry, you know? Like, what the fuck is happening? This is impossible. But I, I realized that I played well my hands, and I, 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 I took, I, I know, I knew at that point that was a, at like a crossroad. Am I gonna take the weak line and just cry and just leave the session, or I'm gonna be? I'm, am I gonna stay emotionally solid and keep grinding and mm -hmm. and grind the money back and just keep okay. keep continuing playing my my best game after like? And I decided I would grind until like no matter how bad I run, I would grind until I made the money back. And after three hours, I was break even. Okay, that sounds really reasonable. If you get there after three hours, yeah, it's just was, like yeah.
I think all of it this way. It's an it's an exhaustible resource, right? If you uh, if you play, I can take it for like two, three thousand hands if I'm bad. But at some point, like at ten thousand hands, gets like a, it gets just painful. And, yeah, um, yeah, 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 I agree. Ten thousand is just like it's, all it's, right, it's, it's already a lot of hands. And I played it during one day. I played twelve tables, and on Dude, every table, I've like had a student who would play three hundred k hands a month. Yeah, that's insane. He's playing Norman 200 right now, Zoom, and he's crushing it. Yeah. But he started playing like 300k hands at like Norman 2 and Norman 5. Imagine how much rake is that, dude. That's insane. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also that like rake back grinding is a thing. And I think a lot of people with like VIP grinders and affiliates like that, they just yep. did the rake back grinding. Um, yep. I also think though that this is this is, uh, this is actually single-handedly one of the worst things that could have happened to poker. Like affiliating sure brought some people in, but what it also brought in is is this rake back grinding systems and and sites play, paying so much more for rake back grinders. Um, I don't I, sure it created some action for sure, but it also drained so much money to people yeah. who had actually no business with playing poker, and uh, they just were if like affiliates in general sure they brought some new people in here and there but what they did they basically they basically just took people from one side put them to the other made money with it and money was drained 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 out of the poker economy it's exactly. just super stupid exactly um, it's just bad yeah i i i someone wish like yeah that there was a rule that poker sites um didn't pay people money to get people uh off each other's sites so that people mm -hmm. yeah because there's so much money wasted there it's like if nobody did it then there wouldn't be so much money drained but because everyone's doing it people just gonna fluctuate between poker sites and it's gonna cost so much money it's unbelievable so much i agree money. with that i agree yeah. with that yeah and that's that's a complete bullshit but um let's get back to like poker content a little bit what are your reasons to create poker content on which like what what is the motivation behind it next to you know, you're playing anyway, but why don't you just play more off stream, try to move up in stakes, try to do that all by yourself? Affiliation. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got me one I'm part of the problem. <laughs> no, anyways, uh, my reason, my best reason to make content on Twitch is basically the community that I've created around my channel because I have some people who are waiting to watch me like every day. Like I have people returning like every day to my channel. I don't know if they have a life. I have no idea. Sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. But they just like every day they come to my channel. They're like, hi, uh, I like you're not live today. Why are you not live today? I was waiting to watch your channel. I was like, whatever, you know? And uh, it got me in connection with like a lot of poker streamers, yourself included, which I enjoy. Um, yeah. And like, it benefits my sessions. It actually benefits my sessions because it keeps me like rage free. It gives me like tilt free. Twitch has like a therapeutic effect on me, you know? And one more thing is that I've, I've actually advanced like since how I got like my 500 students is basically I started coaching. I coached a few students and I took those recordings and I played them on my poker channel and then more people came and more pe and I had more recordings that I played them on my poker channel and more people came until I got to like 500 and I was like, enough, <laughs> like I can't do this anymore. Just kidding, but um, I did have to like raise prices and stuff because people were just like coming in, coming in, coming yeah, in. I was like, there was no more room in my living room, you know? So I was like, okay, we, we gotta stop. Uh, but basically it, I started with Twitch. I, I just got used to it, I got accustomed to it. I'm loving it. I met like so many streamers that are not like non 
non-poker and they're very fun i also have like a background in gaming for like a long long time so i love twitch i love being a part of it and when like november last year when i got partnered was like one of the best things for me because i could get like emotes i could get like all the memes like and stuff like that you know so awesome. yeah. so basically creating it i think it does help my game up i think it does help my game up because um i it, it motivated me because i wanted more final tables i wanted more like better cash game results so i started like studying uh more because of twitch okay like for me it, it does uh, in that sense it does a little bit the opposite i like the poker content creation side because yeah of, of creating content of of yeah basically making content for people that they can watch that they can improve on that it helps them but it's actually not doesn't feel like it does too much for me, at least. Uh, you know, I tilt probably more in the sense of a rage more on Twitch. I seem to run worse when I play. I don't think I play worse. It's just in the sample that I played on Twitch, it just hasn't gone too well, except for like one day that was two years ago in the Sunday Million. But oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, I that. yeah, I that. that was a, that was a great day. But fifth then, place, right? Yeah, fifth place. Yeah, but then after that, it's it's just been horrible on Twitch. How many like, viewers I, did you have for like uh, Sunday Million Final Table? like 2000 or something Ooh, but, that's yeah cool. yeah that, that was it was a great day but then after that i i, I seem to not like i had some sunrun days but they were really rare like i went on twitch a lot of times and i just didn't like all those off stream good runs they were not they they were just never on twitch it's just mm -hmm. sick, but, mm -hmm. yeah so. who needs a life when you can watch twitch all the time <laughs> and exactly exactly watching twitch is life yeah so oh, this this is this is CMLD CLG. This is uh, this is IRL friend here. Okay, cool. IRL friend actually. Yeah, one of my one of my most most often viewers is like an IRL friend of mine. We actually two two uh, two days ago we went and uh, had like a shisha. Ah, okay, yeah, sure enough. Those bars, yeah. shisha bars, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that. We have that. It's pretty okay. good. Yeah, I mean the the, the thing is. Um... I actually, uh, you know, also see it all stream Twitch because, as you say, like there's a community um, that is always joining my channel, and uh, I still want to, you know, um, occasionally stream. I don't, I don't stream like super often these days, but I try to produce more content for people to learn for, uh, learn from me in in regards of poker because at this point, like I've been in poker in the industry for almost a decade and. Um, I've learned so much studying off stream. And as I said before, I can, I, I have more time for studying if I don't stream as often. And that's also what Doug Polk was saying a lot of the times, um, that he, he thought that you cannot do both. You cannot do be a content creator and, uh, I know this and I'm trying to prove him wrong. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's going to be very difficult because he, I know what he means. Like he, he means like really at the highest limit. Look, I, I know what he means too. Yeah. I know what he means too, yeah. because you get people to watch your game, you know? Yeah, that and I then mean, they pick up stuff from you, and then they know what you do, and then it's hard. Against, you know? against them, it, it's certainly more difficult. I also you know, think... you know, Adam stopped streaming. You, you know, Adam, Adam zero zero one. No, Noel mid five hundred zoom grinder. Okay. Uh, crusher of the game, live twenty five fifty player, but uh, zoom five hundred grinder around four blinds okay. per hundred, somewhere on that. Okay. He the game, but eventually he stopped. 
streaming because he said that the edge got so smaller since he started streaming because all the Zoom Python breaks started watching him and mm -hmm. he dropped down to like two blinds, two two blinds per hundred. So okay. I mean, just getting smaller and smaller. He doesn't but, want it but, smaller. But for a guy like him, I can also see that that's totally happening. Like those NL 500 guys, they would never say anything in Twitch. They would just watch and take notes of leaks. And, and there, yeah. I absolutely think it's going to reduce your edge. I also think that at, at Zoom. Do you think this is, this is correct for tournaments too? Less, much less. A lot less, right? Yeah. There when you, you have to find a table, though, then it's different. Like if you're playing someone heads up and he sees your cards, it's just stupid. Like if, yeah, if you your can, yeah, if, yeah, 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 true. If your heads up opponent sees what you're doing, he's gonna get like an insane edge on you because also of the dynamics and everything. Like that is that's really silly. Like it's definitely costing you some edge. If you have like a Sunday million deep run and if you're streaming that, that's costing you a lot of money. I would say like a Sunday million final table costs you um potentially definitely four digits, but something like five K. Like, yeah, let's say, let's say that. Let's say that. But if that gets you yeah. to like top of Twitch and you get to yeah, of course, that yeah. might be balancing a little bit. Might be balancing might, a little bit. But yeah. it might also just give you that one day because if you want to win on Twitch, I think you know Lex Lex Veltas is basically winning on it. And then you just have to have the consistency. Like one day won't do it. Like I can say it from personal experience. Like that one day has helped me a lot at the beginning. But then you know running bad for like six months in tournaments people have just yeah. said oh, oh now he's not winning anymore but like whatever like but the thing is the two years after the sunny million run my win rate increased by almost 100 percent like in my hold manager my win rate was doing really really well mm -hmm. i showed it to people but like who gives a shit? like people just want to see you win dollars of course and, yeah, uh, yeah final tables final tables <laughs> yeah five, 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 dollars. and if you play mass fields and you're doing really well because you've studied hard and and you know, but then you don't reach final tables anymore. People won't believe you, even though you're really doing well. And that's also made me quit tournaments because I wanted to have a more rewarding poker game. And PLO is definitely there. Like I've improved so much over the last year, and and now I can also see that in the win rates they're definitely increasing. And uh, even though rake is higher than in tournaments, it, it definitely is. It uh, yeah. if I get like the right, maybe on the right sides, like with my current knowledge. Uh, and the live poker high stakes games. If I get like the bankroll ready for that, I have a, a basically a promising future in, in the poker regards. If I want to, right? And while uh, we're at the subject, I want to ask yeah. you something. Uh, first of all, how much do you think can be made per year right now in Pillow, and how much do you think can be made per year in five years from now? I think it's very, uh, very approximate. Very uh, approximate, approximate by like a decent player. By decent player, hundred to two hundred k. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. In and by decent player, do you mean yourself or do you mean not like yeah. like only, only? Yeah. Yeah. Like online, online a bit less by like by me it per like I'm not making 100 to 200k online, so mm -hmm, it'd mm -hmm. be better. I think I could maybe get to 100 if, if I play like a lot of hours, right? Yeah, a lot of hours and game selection. Game selection is big. Like I play on stars. It doesn't make too much sense. Like there's not many people on stars who make 100k. I think yeah. you can count them really well. And uh, because the games are also not running that high, and like the sickest grinders, like I think uh, uh, one of the coaches on, on Jane Anders Poker, um, uh, um, what do I now if I just forgot the name? Uh, he's all uh, playing like two million hands on, on, on Zoom 500, like a year. He's really, really crazy grinder. And um, so, yeah, no, Anatoly, no. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, Anatoly Filatov. Is no, 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 like no, 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 no,
but um Jesus, why why do I forget? Uh, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder out. Shula right. uh, Alti is playing like two million hands, and I guess like he's winning a lot with the grinding. But there's obviously a lot of other people that are, that are making more. But yeah, you have to put in either that grind, or you have to play like all the twenty-five, fifty, the ten, twenty, and those people will win a lot. But then the people who win, um, you know, um, more consistently than that, they they're gonna play on other sides. They're gonna play in private games online. True, true. They're true. gonna make a lot of money. So maybe I could make that amount there. Like IBM, Poker Master, stuff like that. Yeah, Poker Master, PvP Poker, yeah, and yeah. some private sites that are up there that are playing really high stakes. And you can get like a, you know, there's some people that make their own poker sites. They're gonna have a rake back cut. And I think like some affiliates and, and people bring, bringing on people on sites is gonna make you a lot more money than just playing in itself. Uh, the best would be you do a bit of everything and you just have those passive income streams from everywhere. Um, but uh, in live poker, I think, yeah, 100 to 200K if you're a decent player, but then you have to grind. 2,000 hours is uh, times $50 an hour is, is 100K. That's like yeah, true, the, true. the way I calculate it. And if you make 100 mm -hmm. an hour, then it's going to be 200K. So, but you have to play that much and you have to be traveling. Your expenses will be high. Of course. Um, of course. So, this especially, is how you especially like lodging. Yeah. Lodging yeah. tends to cost a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now that we're talking about money, like what, what, do you, what do you need the money for? Like for me, I can just quickly get that up front before I ask you. But for me, the money signifies like one thing. I want to have the money not to buy cars and houses. I don't need much. I'm non materialistic. I just need the money to invest in myself so that I can become better, become a better person. That, that can, you know, if there's like, we, we talked a bit before the, uh, before the podcast here about it. And if there's like four people in the world that I can hire for like 5K and only one of them brings me further uh, to a point where I need to go in the future as a person, maybe mm -hmm. even outside of poker, I want to be able to afford that guy. Like I want to be able to pay the guy. And that's why I, make, I need the money from poker. And I have to also make that point stronger, so I have more motivation to make that money. Because I, right now I have it, I have everything that I need. Like exactly. I don't need more than a bed and, and something to eat and like my office and everything. That's all. I have like a simple car. I might not even need that car, right? What is it for you? What does the money do? So money obviously helps. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Money obviously helps, but generally for me it's like financial safety first of all. So it's like uh, the first of all, I think it's like a very, very common notion of worrying about like tomorrow, you know, for like people who actually work on like a salary and stuff like that. But one of the things that um, I really, really want to is like at some point, at some point, I'd like I have a plan like for, for now, I'm doing a challenge for like an apartment, right? You probably know about that. I'm doing like a $50,000 and with some other. Uh, economies, some other savings. Uh, I could probably buy like a decent four-room apartment, like 100 square feet or something like that at least, and like modern. But uh, what I do want is like a house that will have like a, a sort of a basement um, and we'll have like a pool table there and some sort of arcade like uh, consoles because my passion is like gaming. My passion is uh, also anime. So I want like a anime slash manga collection at some point. But these are all like material things. But I think what money provides, first of all, is like financial safety. Like if something happens, if shit hits the fan, if you have like a medical problem or if you have you have something to back you up. And that's I think that's massively important. That was like one of the other things that like maybe take poker very, very seriously is the fact that he can make 
four times, six times, ten times the like average salary in your in your native country, and that's that's massive. Okay, mm -hmm. so it brings entertainment, it brings safety, and uh, to me, it also brings a measure of being good at what I do. Mm -hmm. Right, because you can measure a poker players by big blind per hundred hands, but in the end, those big blinds are actually real money, right? Sure. Yeah, so that that's basically what it does to me, and also it, it likes it lets I like to invest my money in experiences a lot. So I like to invest my money in like, uh, for example, like traveling, let's say, or uh, new things that you can experience if you can understand new foods, new stuff. Like I, for example. It's a very simple thing. I went today to the shop. This is literally today. And it's the first day I see, uh, it might sound like a surprise for some people, but it's the first thing that I that I see is uh, the first time in my life that I see beef jerky. You know what beef jerky is? Uh, that's a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> it's the first time in my life that I've actually ever seen it. And maybe if I was like on a budget, I couldn't get it, but I got it, you know? So yeah. Okay. So invest in the experience, like no matter how small, like they are, I still invest in like experiences, getting to feel things, getting to know new things. Uh, I, I invest a lot in books, actually. Uh, and yeah, I, I also build my Steam library. I have almost a thousand games. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's been taking like a lot of my, my, my poker winnings, either way. But yeah, okay. mostly... So mostly like experiences, financial safety is very, very important. And it lets me pursue my hobbies, my other hobbies. Yeah, I mean, of course, like you have free time or also never having to work for someone specific. And, uh, for me, it was the opposite. Like here, the average salary is pretty high. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also have a teaching degree. Uh, so uh, my salary was 100,000 to 120,000 in 20 mm -hmm, years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe with inflation, obviously, would have gone up at some point, I guess. But, yeah, but you um, wanted to be free, yeah? Yeah, I just wanted to do my own thing. And sure, I could go back to teaching. I actually liked, obviously, a part of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have finished it. But also, I, I disliked a little bit about it, like the system and everything. I, but I don't want to go too much into depth because um, I sometimes talk about it in other venues about teaching. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do now also coach within poker. So I have that element as well. I, I want to teach people in poker. It's also, yeah, I teach them. And people mostly come to me because they want to learn. And that's also what I wanted. Like I want to teach people that want to learn from me. I want to teach people um, just because they have to. And in school, it's really they have to be there. Sure, you can try your best to your abilities that they feel that they don't have to come to school or to class. Like yeah. you can achieve that with some people in your class, but never with everyone. And I think that the negativity that comes from like some of, of, of them uh, is, is, is dragging me down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it's a long story. Anyway, now, yeah, within poker, I think I have all in my hands. It's all on me. And I, I enjoy that as well. Like it's really just on me. Like, exactly. I, exactly. It's, it's not, yeah. Your competence will, will breed your financial results. Yeah. That's excellent. It is huge. And that's that's really what what also if I have to debate between poker and obviously streaming and et cetera, et cetera and all that social media game, like yeah, poker obviously is, is, is gonna be more even more directly rewarding in that sense. And that's why always it will stay probably an element of mine because it's very, very linear. If I suck, I don't make money um, at something, or you know, I don't game select or whatever, you know, I might just, you know, pay too much rate. Well, that is on my it's on myself to get into another game where I can make it better hourly. 
Uh, but yeah, if I if I become better, then I can get anywhere in poker. That's really the beauty of it. That's and I hope that people are not uh, stopping that poker dream because I think that it's not only a poker dream to make a lot of money with like fifty dollars or so. It's also the poker dream that yeah, it's just you against everyone against the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 a that's a pretty cool thing. That's also what an athlete, in my opinion, is doing. Sure, he has his team behind him. He might have you know people helping him out and, and he might be dependent on them. But in the end, the athlete still has, has to compete against other people. And yeah, if, if that have similar it, teams, you know. And have similar teams, yeah. And, and if he, and yeah, sure. In the end, it, it really comes down to, well, uh, do you have what it takes? And that's, that's so enjoyable about poker because, yeah, I, and I hope that's not going to change because, yeah, like let's say everyone in poker, like the whole industry raised the rate by 30 to 40%. Poker will yep. be dying. Yep. Like yep. that's single-handedly yep. the one thing that... Maybe, poker... maybe. I think that a lot of regs would give up. <laughs> but then... But... <laughs> yeah, but let's, not get in, get in, let's not get into more reg is better here, guys. More reg is not better. I, it's, it's not better. It's not better. It's not better. I, I just think it would still be sustainable, but by very, very small amounts of well, people not be making like... Yeah. Close in, to what in, whatever no, they make. In no limit, in no limit, probably. And in other yeah. mixed games, but not in PLO. Like in PLO, you, you can't really, you can't raise the rake in PLO. It's impossible. No, it's it's really it's really here or here wherever you want to take it. Like in PLO, yeah, yeah. you cannot raise the fucking rake anymore. It's just way too high. Like I say that to all the people. Some people have called me crazy on that. That I why would you think so much about the rake? Like because it is the fucking because it's in PLO. That's taken it's, from you, yeah. Like when when I see that I win X amount. And then I see the rake and it's like five times as much. And I see that the beasts in PLO, they have like, they win this much and the rake is this much. Like the, the best players, they don't yeah. win more than they rake. Like they win maybe slightly more than they rake. And that's alarming. And if they get no rake back, that's ridiculous. That like well, why would the best player rake almost the same amount as he makes? Like the best, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. what does that mean for all the other people that want to? It means win the limit the is not beatable, and then yeah, you can't do that. And you should move to live games, probably. Yeah, where also you know you might fear that at some point people will raise the rake, but also uh, you know quite in the history they learned that like they're also very close to maximizing the rake already because they realized yeah. like, games were dying out in live poker too because they made it too much. Like they have mm -hmm. killed some games in live poker because they just had too big of a rake. Uh, also in private games, so many private games were probably killed the last years because of rake. So they have to make it sustainable. Uh, they have to obviously have the net depositors in there that always uh, come for an enjoyable experience. And that's obviously where we as poker players can do a lot. We can make uh, the experience better for people in poker. And that's also something that I think, so we yeah. We can make our own games. Yeah. Our own games, yeah. rake them. Yeah. Our own casino, <laughs> rake it, rake it, rake it. So, um... <laughs> how would it feel? How would it feel for you to be on the other side? I don't know. I like what would be what would be your your let's say your the tomorrow you inherit poker stars for some reason or Amaya or whatever you know you're like what what rake would you set for the PLO tables that's two that are two and, that two and a half percent insta two and a half percent. For like all of them, or just the low ones, and then higher ones would be. Um, I would probably go like to. Hmm. It, it's like you can change it with a cap, right? 
Like the lower <laughs> ones, I would definitely do two and a half percent because they're ridiculous. And I would leave maybe the cap a little bit higher, right? Because but two and a half percent is really easily beat. Do you know that? Do you know that Unibet does something like this? Uh, Unibet has like Nolmet four, and they rake it yeah. for one percent, and Nolmet ten, they rake it for like three percent, and then the others like higher. Yeah, I like that very much. Like the entry level Unibet is is, is super good. Like I would <laughs> no doubt about it. But then when I look at like the higher limits, they have like high rake there too. Like Unibet NL400 is high rake. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I've, because I've played there a little bit as well in the past, and I don't. But like they do this. have that cool thing where if you rake like a million points, you get like a package for their tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like some added bonus, but it takes also a, a while, and I don't like a softer particularly a lot. Like I really, oh, yeah, I, yeah, they, dude, they ruined it. It was good before. Yeah. I love yep. poker stars for their yep. software. I cannot say anything else. By the way, it's really funny when I say like I love poker stars. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody could commit that. Somebody could like, that. Poker yeah. stars fanboy. Like and then at the same time, I say like, like fuck them. Fuck no, poker I'll, I'll just clip like the I love poker stars. <laughs> and when you say more rake is better, and just add that. More rake is better. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just make a video of it. Exactly. Even though I like so much talking shit about them for like being the the rake. The rake guys and and like yeah no I I don't love pokerstars for what they're doing like I would I immediately do something different sure I would not make the most money if I was the head of pokerstars absolutely like business wise I would not go I would have gone uh, out yeah on the you'd probably go for like maximizing profit no honestly you'd probably go for like maximizing profit and field over like a long long run but they're just trying not, like annually and that's yeah, the problem i'm not even sure if they if if my approach will be maximizing profit because i love poker um like if you i wouldn't go uh, on on the stock market with like a board of directors and try to make them so much money right like that yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about like some rich people like having <laughs> hundreds of millions and now trying to make a, a buck more or like a couple of millions more there like, imagine your first day Going into the office, like the owner of Poker Stars, going into the board of the house, wearing your your no no no, wearing your like hoodies and like sweatpants and something, and uh, yeah. like uh, your Air Jordans or something. Going in, and they're like, "I don't fucking care about you, rich people. I love poker." Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, of course, like those those investors, and they obviously also bring more money. Like they are there for yeah, a reason, course, right? So they're they're probably necessary in some way, especially short term, and and you think about the year. But uh, at the same time, I think the players would be much much more powerful, and that's where I think Amaya and everyone went wrong. I think that the community, even the online community, if done right, if done with Twitch, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it could be much more powerful than uh, than any board of directors with any money and, and uh, what they do. Like of word course. of mouth. And how great poker is as a game can go a long way. Even though there's like nations like the US, Australia, that's called out of poker because of politics. Yeah. But I think if people spread the word about poker being beatable even for, for you know, let's say 20% of people, like that's reasonable. Yep. Right? Yep. Like 80%. Yep. Not, not 5%, yeah. Not 5%. Like 80% losing players, 20% winning players. It has been like that, I think, back like seven years ago. I think 20% of them were winning. Yeah. 70 years ago. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, 70 years ago. Okay, no, no. Like 2010, 2012, I think like 20% of people were winning. Like mm -hmm. some people were winning like some dollars, right? Like some yeah, but still winning players. Still yeah. like they didn't lose money. Um, so that is, yeah, Pareto principle. Yeah, like 80-20. Like oh, I, uh, I think that's really achievable long term as well. And And why not? Like, yeah, some people 
like I knew some people that were like 50 or 55 and they probably like satellites and they were making money on poker stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't even have that great of a strategy. They were just having some common sense and they, they just played mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm, poker and they were mm -hmm, making mm -hmm. a buck here and there. And then they also spread really good words about poker. And it's really useful oh, yeah, yeah. like that. And, and these days everyone's like, oh, fuck poker stars. Like I know so <laughs> many recreationals who- Joker stars. <laughs> yeah, it's like Joker stars and it's rigged. And like, no, it's not rigged. The rake is just too high. and and. And that's just what it is. And and yeah, sure, there's there's now a lot of net depositors coming from like third world countries, but that will be over at some point. Like now there's like people flooded in into poker stars from marketing, but they're not endless. We have to yeah. see that. Like at some point, uh, we're gonna be exactly with the same net top, net depositors as, as before. Like now we probably have more, but we also have much more rake and less rake back. So I yeah. think that at some point they will have to lower rake. It will be like their last measure. Yeah, they're, probably. They're just gonna let the floodgates yeah. in. Yeah, probably that that there are some more people again. But they would do like they just underestimate the word of mouth. Like poker would not be a dying game if people celebrated it more as as a great yeah. game. But like yeah. even even I don't celebrate poker as much because like here on the podcast I can because we're talking about poker. But when I'm playing, I get so toxic about the game because it has become toxic from the other side. Like they have made an environment for me in PLO that I know how good I am at PLO. Like I'm not one of the best, but I'm I've I've I know what work I put into it. You 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 kind of figure out the game and you figure out where you're at vis-a-vis -vis uh, other no, people. I, That's really I, important. I actually have not figured out the game like close to anywhere. Like maybe I've done ten percent. No, I mean I mean yeah. you understand yeah. the game and you understand how you how good you are in relation to other people. Yes. Right? yes. So you know where you're at. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I, I have worked so much with solvers and I've like, when it comes to the preflop game and, you know, I see my, like the opponents don't do that. And you can see really mistake after mistake and mistake, and it doesn't get punished because of the rake. Like it, the money just gets mm -hmm. washed away. Mm -hmm. And, um, because I know for how, like, I would say before the last 12 months, I haven't even worked hard for poker and I made a lot of money. Like a lot of money it's all relative i made uh, a little bit over 100k um before the last 12 months and now i probably made less in that one year but i got so much better because i worked so hard in the game yeah, but yeah. like now i did really hard work i worked hard i would say <laughs> yeah. and uh it felt like hard work it felt less rewarding than it used to like 2013 i was playing poker i was playing tournaments and full tilt and poker stars i was clicking mm -hmm. buttons i played like 12 14 tables my strategy sucked. It just was terrible. But yeah, it was yeah, much yeah. better than than some other people. And, and, and everyone else, yeah. Most most the, the player yeah. pool. Yeah. And now I work so hard and and still it's not paying me off so much because of, of the environment. So that makes me toxic. Because mm -hmm, I see, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, that that means it's it's because of um, you know, you maybe notice as well when when you do so, so much and you get nothing in return from the game because of the environment, it makes you toxic because you invest so much, but you don't get the rewards. Like the dopamine doesn't get released and everything like that, right? Um, so it that will have a very, very toxic relationship like between the input and the output. Like, so you don't get as much as you think you deserve. You get that entitlement issue and everything. So maybe I've thought about that a little bit, but um, yeah, that's how I have you program. So I have to get even better. Like I'm, I'm even trying myself, okay, now, you know there are better people out there, so you try to get to their level. Exactly. Say, okay. exactly. And that's all I can do because but I'm certainly gonna be toxic.
because of the environment. And uh, I wish it wasn't that way. And I, I knew it wouldn't have been that way if everything stayed the same as, as 2013. It could have even been better. Like you can make the poker experience so much better for recreationals. Like the Bahamas is an example, the 25K. Exactly, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about, I mean, what do you think about the event? So that I'm talking much. About the PSPC, you yes. mean? Or yeah. I think it's a very, very cool idea. And it could be made like, generally it could be made like way better by maybe not making most of these tournaments an all-in shootout, right? Because yeah. like most of these tournaments are like, uh, you're feeling like self-conscious about talking so much right now, so you're like, not talking like at all. It's all right, it's all right. Um, I, I think like it's a very, very good idea for like a vacation for someone and also get to play a poker tournament and you get to get like pocket money and stuff like that and travel expenses covers, like everything is yours, right? But I'd make it maybe not all in or all like all in tournaments for like deciding like PokerStars uh, uh, Caribbean Adventure, right? That's that's what it stands for, PSPC, right? Uh, but either way, either way, like I think it's like a good idea, but it could probably be done like way better by just um, maybe. Putting some people who have a bit more connection to poker in there. Yes, I, guess. I absolutely agree. Like, but like, let's. I try to differentiate a little bit. So here's the thing. First of all, they're gonna bring like 300 people on there. Why yeah. don't make it a freaking thousand? Like, why? Why not make it really, really big for people? And um, there's no reason to it. There's just no reason. Maybe they think, okay, for a thousand people, well, they need a hundred tables for a thousand people. It's not mm -hmm. like they, they they can't do it. Like, and sure, there will be pros buying in, but they could literally bring, like, if they brought a thousand people, there would be at least mm -hmm. 500 pros joining that event, yeah. I would say. Sure. Because if, if, if like 500 pros, oh, no, oh well, there's going to be a thousand recreational players in there, then they're going to play. And it's going to be a good mix, right? Um, anyway, yeah. and it's going to be a great experience. And I think it's also responsibility of pros or like that they make the experience for the recreational better. And if you've ever played with me on a live table, sometimes I've been, maybe an ass, but most of the time I've been really nice and I've been talking to everyone that wanted to talk to me and was actually a, Absolutely a, true. a genuine human being and uh, at the live tables that can talk with me about anything. I would say rather outside of poker than within poker. Because I don't want to talk poker strategy at the table necessarily. Right? No, of course but, not, but absolutely uh, true. And most yeah. poker pros will be friendly. Yeah, I think Show so. people a good time. I think I it's, like it's that all the time. It's totally, it's totally wrong. Like, oh, sure, there's some some pros that just make living with poker that they don't. I do think that. I think this is one of Daniel's actual like most like biggest things that got him into like a sponsored contract and stuff. Yeah. And, like he was very very good for televised poker. Like Daniel was amazing. Like at at talking through hands in his head and hand reading out loud, you know, instead of calling people on their cards and their moves and and being actually really fun and like busting people's balls like all the time you know like you yeah. did that i knew you did that and it, it was good he was really really good at that and that's how he got like a big name absolutely daniel grano did, did an awesome job as an ambassador of poker until he fucked up with more rake is better but uh, <laughs> then um so that's the first thing a thousand people on there 
thousand uh, recreations and professionals, like whoever, and also maybe like half half, like five hundred people who got lucky to get in I there. I think you could do. I think you could do that with like lowering. They could definitely fund that with like lowering the buy-in. I think the buy-in is like too high. Yeah, they could make it like ten k to like instead yeah. of twenty five k. It would have been. Yeah. I mean, the main event of WSOP yeah. is ten k. You can't make yeah, this ten k just... and then. Mm. They wanted to make it bigger in the in the amount and also they wanted to make it yeah the, the just insanely big like 10 million right and they said how they, can we get to 10 million well let's take a 25k but yeah even even for 25k like multiply then that times a thousand 25 times a thousand is 25 yeah. million like how yeah. much money is that for poker it's not that much and it's not like they're not gonna they're not gonna get anything back from from, from, mm -hmm. from that so they don't even have to like a lot of those packages of those thousand packages, they can make like 500 for people who got lucky, like all in shootouts, um, hyper turbos and whatever that's yeah. luck based. But then it could also make 500 people who in quotes deserve it, who have to work for it. And, mm -hmm. um, and those would them, be the supernova elites. <laughs> those some, yeah, some supernova elites who grind their shit uh, and just get there because they grind it so much. Um, some um, of them, you know, just won like certain tournaments that had a really flat structure. They could make it for mixed games. They could make it for 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 PLO. They, uh, like for any any single poker game, they could make like um, a bigger challenge. Like they do a lot of challenges with those different streamers, and I appreciate it. And I was in one of them. I was actually in the final 30, 36 of Xflix uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. the Poker Bros. Um, um, Platinum Plus adventure, but that was a turbo event. That was really disappointing, I have to say. Like I then, like the, the tournament lasted two hours. I played with thirty six guys for tw for twenty five for thirty k package, right? And yeah. it was it was for five minutes. Like I appreciate the offer. Like I'm not saying I don't, uh, and I appreciate like what the Poke Bros have done for that, yeah. and that I got picked for that event by one of mm -hmm. the Pokemon's Nicky Mouse. Shoutouts to him. But um, at the same time. I'm, I'm I'm disappointed by the structure of the final event, but that's like PokerStars' decision here. They they don't want to incentivize the winner of that event being necessarily the one with the most edge or like the, yeah, the highest like, necessarily good. Yeah, they, they just like to to gamble it up. They have you know they had they want the story because they don't do it for the players. They want to do it for themselves. They made the platinum pass adventure for themselves and not for the players. Mm -hmm. They they say they made it for the players, but they freaking didn't. The yeah. Platinum Pass Adventure is a is a, is a promotion tournament for poker stars because they want the winner of that tournament to be a recreational poker player who has the most insane story, who got from zero dollars because he got picked by one of the poker bros or one of the other people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bros, and he made it from zero dollars to winning a tournament for like three, four million. That's mm -hmm. what they want. Mm -hmm. They want to buy the poker stories for themselves. They don't want it for the person. Yeah, That's exactly. Exactly. I felt I felt this this way about their whole rakeback system now, and yeah. it's like they're looking for the sensational. I understand how that, from a marketing standpoint of view, makes sense, but I understand in the long run how it does make sense. But 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 remember how MoneyMaker was really really good for poker, and there was like this poker boom. It it could happen. It could technically happen. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it could, it could ha technically it happen. Yeah. yeah. But there were like some other things, like guy qualifying for like a hundred FPPs, which means like frequent player points. Remember that guy who won the anniversary Sunday million from like the satellite ticket that he got for like a hundred points. 
Sorry, was was distracted by a chat question. Right? Sorry, there was, was, there was a guy who and yeah. Sunday million anniversary that had a million for top spot. Uh, he won it for from like a one hundred FPP. Uh, ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, ticket, and that was like sensational because absolutely, he, like a he turned a dollar into a million. It was like wow. You know, yeah, that's insane. So, and, and and stories like that can you know help. They're trying to make well. stories like breach only breach the poker world and go into like mass media. I think that's the whole point. Yeah, you know, so some and, people could be like rattled by this. Maybe like they could like get into poker. You know, that's yeah. Like, but but at the same time, isn't the like the Tom Dwan story what the poker dream is all about? Like more so than like the Luckbox who just made like a million in one tournament. Isn't like well, the guy I think who... I think that I think that Moneymaker got way more people into poker that were bad than Tom. Uh what yeah, sure, sure, that's true. Yeah. You know, so or or Darwin Boone, remember the logger from Maryland who got second place in the World Series of Poker when Joe Hashem won it. And he yeah. was like so he got second place for like four million or something, and he was like the fourth guy in his home game. He wasn't even the best guy in his home game, you know. So it can happen. Yeah, but to me, poker is 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 a bit of both. I totally agree that Moneymaker and and the Dark Moon um, they have been better for bringing on bad players. But poker can be symbiotic with like two big poles, and it's gonna be yeah, um, people who have the dream of of being lucky once. That's totally cool, and they chase true, that dream. True. And then on the other hand, people who try to play poker skillfully. And get from a small amount to a big amount by grinding, by mm -hmm. really well, by improving, by studying. And I think both can exist if you yes. don't rake too much. And uh, I think you should also cater to both because we are not all the same human beings in poker. And uh, different people from us, they they speak to different messages. Some people are just like, oh, I just want to win once. I just want to get lucky once. That's totally mm -hmm. cool mm -hmm. if you want that person. But I also want that the other people who I definitely belong to and um, to have better chances to to skillfully make it, of course. That, that that was like the Tom Dwan thing that started. Yeah, that got me into poker too, man. So I I don't know. I can't really comment on this. I think. Yeah, I it got think... you. I got you. Yeah. 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 And then and it all started. You know, it was like mass tabling, and he just got from you know he, he went up to the high stakes, and whether that was with good bankroll management or not doesn't now matter at this point. But it was certainly possible for some people. And uh, I think that's just something that, that I want to miss in, in poker in the future. And unfortunately, that dream, that has definitely died up to some point. Not fully, but to a yeah, lot of fully, but yeah. uh, We'll see what comes in the future, man, because it's, there's a lot of changes that I don't like. That's why, that's why I like GG Poker so much, because they give yeah. like 50% average rake back, like high, highest level, and highest level is actually pretty easy to achieve, even if you're playing like normal 25 and stuff like that. How, how do you get to 50? How do you get to 50% rake back? Let's talk about GG a little bit. How do you get to 50%? Uh, they, have this, um, they have these wheels. So essentially, you have to be making, they have like uh, tiered levels, like start hats, but they're like uh, daily, weekly, bi-weekly and monthly, right? So at some point they have this uh, level that is called the octopus, right? So you have to rake in $320 and then you get to spin a wheel that has 320 on it or uh, 160 or 240, right? And so on. So it has like, you spin this wheel for your rake back, basically it's minimum 10%, you can get 100%, right? I'm now at the shark level, I have a month to rake 1K, right? This is the last level.
and you have a month to rake 1k. You, you advance through the levels by being shrimp, plankton, rake five dollars, get to the next level. Uh, you become like bronze fish, you go, uh, silver fish, gold fish, and so on. And then you become like a, a whale, you know, and like it's octopus, whale, and so on, right? When you get okay. to like the shark level, you have to rake 1k. Uh, you have a one month time frame. And you spin a wheel that's 100, to, uh, 200, 400, 600, 800, and 1,000. And averages at 50% because the chances uh, usually are equal between all of them, right? I, I literally watched like Brian Paris right now, last night spin like an 1,800. And I was like, I want to spin that too. I got to spin that like two times and I got minimum and 250. And it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought the wheel was uneven, but uh, maybe it's not. It is. It is. Uh, you get the odds. You get the odds in the poker line. It shows you the odds. And I oh. heard that the odds are based on how, how well you ran. So if you run bad, you actually have more odds to get the top one. Okay. That sounds so really funny. It's kind of yeah, it is, it is, it is. But like I heard, I heard it influences like how how good or bad you ran because the poker craft, the built-in like uh, the built-in uh, tracking, right? The built-in yeah. tracking uh, will tell you how lucky you have been or not in like recent times. Like you can filter like a date between dates, and it'll tell you you've been unlucky. So a losing player will get more. Yes. Okay. Yes. More. More likely. More likely. Yes. Um, and yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It's been it's been a wild ride with the guys at GG, but I think they really, really have some innovative stuff. Like banning HUDs is good. Um, I think it it's like like lets you also play on mobile, which is pretty uh, awkward. But I, I actually had fun for tabling on mobile, which is pretty cool because you okay. don't you don't get like the other players don't actually get an edge over you because obviously you don't have a HUD on mobile. But if you don't have a HUD on the side, then you don't get you can play on mobile like legit okay that that well that is it that is for sure a thing um yeah i i also when i thought about playing mobile that's one thing like if they have a hard and i don't it sucks yeah exactly yeah. exactly but it's evened up at the same time i like huds from the from the learning perspective and i think some sites always should have that up because it's the, like having a hard having hold of an edge and all these hands just makes you Analyze a database and then become much better. And that's, yep, I, I think that's very valuable. But anyway, I mean, yeah, if you have 50% of rake back on GG uh, as a cap, if you rake $1,000, that's actually pretty good. I know that mm -hmm. uh, the game's higher than 1, 2. Uh, I'll definitely oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Just one sec. Yeah. Uh, you said like 50% as a cap? Yeah. No, it's average. Uh, it's 100% as the cap. Yeah, but but I mean, huh? Yeah, but I mean, like average, like that's the average yeah. for me is that is like what you can get if you play a lot, right? Yeah, and play a lot is meant making a thousand dollars in rake or raking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you get to that, the thing is the rake is also when you look after one dollar, two dollars just to make the correct, the rake is also higher than on most sites. Like especially yep. when you look at the high stakes, twenty five fifty, the rake is very very high. Like it's three yep. percent, and with a with a high cap of like mm -hmm, almost mm -hmm. like life. Poker casino dollar rake. So yeah, I think GG poker can be really good until the mid six. As a, as a as a. Um, I know I know there I know for a fact that like one two and two four are really really soft. Yeah. Um, above that, I don't really have any experience. But it's it's kick ass watching Bill Perkins play with Sammy Kalopuro and oh, Isildur. Did did play uh, Bill so play on GG? Bill Perkins, yes, uh, he has the same nickname, Gastrator. It, it was on his Twitter, and we railed his table for a little bit. Um, there's also Sammy Kalopuro, you know, Lars Luzak is playing there. 
Oh, okay. um, yeah. especially whenever, especially whenever Bill Perkins joins the table, there's like a hundred to hundred table that have, has unlimited buy-in. So uh, people bought in for like 20k, 50k, and also Isildur plays there under the nickname of Danny Ocean. So him, uh, Sammy Kiloporo, and uh, Bill Perkins were were uh, firing it up with some other guys at the table. Okay. It was pretty intense. The action was pretty intense. It's nice to reel. Okay, cool. And also well, GG Poker exclusive. There's like a daily high roller that Bryn Kenny plays every day. It's a 5k entry and 100k guaranteed. And that's also really cool to rail. That's daily. Yeah, yeah, it's daily and it runs. Okay. Uh, I mean, I saw something about the 5k high roller, but I didn't know that it was daily. It started being daily because people were requesting it. Okay, that sounds good. So yeah, everyone is grinding those tournaments on party. That probably adds those in as well now on GG Poker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm happy that some other sites are around. Uh, one question I want to ask you, we we're talking about it before as well, a, a little bit as, uh, too. Um, some people were banned. What do you have to, uh, from natural eight in particular, like people have contacted me, they were banned from natural eight. Can you talk a little bit about why you think that yeah. was and why yeah, do you yeah, think yeah, yeah, GG yeah. Poker is legit? Uh, so first of all, the thing is natural eight. Uh, the thing is, what you have to understand, first of all, from this point of view, is that GG is a network, just like iPoker was. iPoker had many skins that were uh, usually bookie sites that wanted also poker, so they bought. Willem Hill bought it, right? Remember iPoker, Willem Hill, Betfair, um, NetBet, some other skins, right? So each skin, each of these skins, kind of manages their players independently, right? So whereas Natural 8 would... Um, decide on maybe banning winning players but i'm not going to say banning winning players because i don't know the history about these guys some of these guys actually used bots and then went to two plus two and complained that they were like winning players and they got banned but they got proved to have like bot men um i've heard like i've talked a little bit to gg poker security department and they're very 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 fired up about banning bots because they're really bad for the game about banning and also one thing that people have misregarded and is not actually um, a thing to misregard is keeping other uh, age software open while the client is running. Whereas you can't really use the poker software client, you can't really use the poker software software client with like hold a mantra because it won't work. They still state that you're not allowed to keep those softwares open while you're playing the actual game. So that might have brought some people towards getting Bad. But one thing that that happened was all of these players got their funds back. Like no one ever confiscated any funds, right? You're just not allowed. We, we don't want to serve you anymore, right? So one thing that is, I've heard about this on Natural Late, but for all the players that have been signed up through me and through some other partners that I have in Team GG, no one has ever had any problems with GG Poker. Also, GG Poker is based in Ireland. They got like license in the UK. And they're getting to be a really, really big site. If you just go right now on like Poker Scout, the, it's a site that tracks like uh, volume for like every poker site, you'll see that GG Poker is actually the sixth right now, right? It's beating 888, it's beating uh, America's Card Room, which is WPN Network, it's beating Guy Poker right now, uh, it's beating Unibet, it's beating like MPN, which is a, a, used to be like a really, really big network. And it's only behind Stars, Stars Europe. Uh, IDM Poker, which actually I haven't gotten into that like yet, 
and party and Winamax. So it's it's the yeah. sixth biggest site. Well, actually fifth because Pokestar is a Pokestar of Europe. It's yeah, yeah, same. sure. I think so like it's IDN, becoming a massive player. IDN in particular is something you know Asian based, and I think you can just get into it. And a lot of people have had negative comments about it, um, for sure. So that it's not like this either bots or rigged or yeah, you know, that yeah, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna get paid. So there's been a lot of races. So I wouldn't really get into that at the moment. So you'd rather get into Poker Master and PPP Poker. So I um, really, really like what I really want to recommend is GG Poker as being based in Ireland. They're a bunch of very, very funny, cool, and great Irish lads. <laughs> I, I really like. I, I talk to them almost on a daily basis, and we always have fun. Like, like uh, my friend there was always telling me, like, man, I just wanna, I just wanna at some point, I just wanna get a vacation so I can play Destiny, but <laughs> or like uh, Path of Exile or something like that, because I've been working so hard at the software and it's like building it, but but I love it. I don't want to get a vacation, you know, and stuff like okay. that. Cool. You know, they're really cool guys. They're really cool guys. Mm -hmm. And they have gaming behind. Most of them have gaming behind. And another guy that I talked to from there, uh, they have really experienced guys. Like he told me a story where he saved from like full tilt. He saved like John Joanda's bankroll from being like actually hacked. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool because they have people with experience behind work, work for full tilt, work for like in the security department, you know? That's big. That's really big. That's really useful. Yeah, the, people are really serious about poker. Yeah, if you get to know some people behind the scenes, it's definitely better. I've actually signed up through Daryl Moore on GG Poker. Um, so I've also signed up to one of the people streaming for GG in particular. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had like one occurrence where I got warned about using software and I was using like Hold Manager too, but I didn't use a hat at all. Like I just had all yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah. But the TOS That's says that you you're not allowed to have any poker aiding software, which means how to do. But yeah. I'm sure that if you talk to them, they're gonna be more than just fine. Like maybe like marking you, like he's running HM2 or whatever. He's not gonna get that alert anymore. That's gonna be. Fun. Yeah, it could, it could be that. Maybe I, I just text them before I start playing again on there. And sometimes yeah. I just played also GG Poker exclusive exclusively on like one day, and I didn't have it open. Maybe. Then it's okay, but might just send them to send them text how to do that because I definitely sometimes want a mass site, uh, mass table on different sites. It's very really useful to, mm -hmm. especially when you play regular speed. Uh, you can uh, play party poker, poker stars, and GG poker at the same time if you have a good table everywhere. It, it can be really useful for a session for sure. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about party poker at all, or like? Uh, also, yeah. one more thing. Shout out to Tide Pockets. How's it going, buddy? Um, okay. <laughs> so Tide Pockets is the student that I told you that was like recently in Vegas, and oh, he really yeah. enjoys Caesar. Yeah. Um, okay. So, am I allowed to talk about party? I, of course, I am allowed to talk about everything, but uh, I'm not allowed to play on party because of licensing in my country. Oh yeah, because it's sad, sad memes. Yeah. yeah, sad memes. So that is sad. Yeah, for sure. Like that. They have they have new good software, right? Like, yeah, they have some new software, which uh, is definitely exciting for them. And and what I think I also talked to them with uh, about that with Calentro a little bit. Um, their live brand is actually doing really well. Like the experience for Party Poker Live is actually, you know, they, I think people enjoy the live experience. Party. Yeah, I was never there yet. And also, I they got biggest Nacho in their team, which is cool because he's also former student of mine, so that's really cool. Yeah. 
So I mean, I, I might, uh, you know, for example, now I've just traveled on EPTs, but I might mix in some party poker at some point as well, just to see how it is. Like in Prague, I think they were there last year at the same time as PokerStars. Their cash game was a bit disappointing because just they had high roller cash games, uh, mm -hmm. like each mm -hmm. like five, ten, and mm -hmm. ten, twenty, and it was maybe they Europe. didn't want people losing their buy-ins at cash tables, you know. Maybe not. Yeah, that could be an idea. Yeah, yeah, but they had lots of people buying into a 1K tournament in the party poker, and they had some high rollers. So some of the high roller players were sometimes playing party poker, sometimes playing. You stars. remember? You remember party poker was like the first side at some point. Remember? Yeah, of, of course. Like I wasn't in the industry, but party poker was obviously with Mike Saxon and all those people that were really big yeah. at some point. Yeah, they were. They were at some point. They were the best. So remember those commercials with like um, the dog. <laughs> And and the guy who was trying to play with uh, inflatable doll, yeah, I, I'm not sure. About it. I just, <laughs> they were just, like, they were like, like guy was like trying to play with inflatable doll, and at some point the inflatable doll was like, it was, it was just like a, a deflate, right? And he was like, uh, do you fold? <laughs> and the the commercial was based on no one to play with. Come down to party poker and play with like your friends online or something like that. I thought that was really really good. That was like yeah. televised commercials, and they were really good. Or like, um, it was like a policeman playing with his dog, and he was like German shepherds. I don't trust shepherds. Yeah. And he was like uh, all in, and, and the dog was like pushing the dog. They got the dog to push the the chip stack with his head. It was yeah. so good. And it was like, yeah, okay, okay. It was like he was like, no, you don't win. I take the chips, and the dog started growling. You know, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Legitimately good. No one to play with. Come down to party. I so actually, you know, don't doubt that. Like, I, I don't know much about that time before, but I, I really wonder what happened to Party some years ago. Like now they're doing things. I see that. But what made they? They were terrible three, four years ago. What happened to them when Stars took over full time? I don't think they were terrible. I think they were the same. That's the problem. They were the same. Stars came with some new things, and then they just overtook. Not the... only the same. I think they were getting worse. Like their online software was sometimes getting worse than the one before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They they had bugs. They had uh, so many bad things. They for a short amount of time they didn't just stand still. They actually implemented net teller fees and e wallet fees to their clients. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. Huge misstep. I mean. Sure, now they don't have that anymore, but like, why would you do that when you're the, not the number one? Like, as the number one, you always kind of get cocky and say, okay, whatever, focus us, we do everything uh, terrible, we just try to make the most money. But as number two, number three, you just, you're not in that position to, to fuck it up. Yeah, and then Fulltilt came with uh, Lauren, uh, chat and play with the pros, it was so good. Like, like it was ridiculously good. They had Tom Duan at the top of their roster, and he was like, crushing their games dude yeah they got everyone they got everyone in the poker world that was relevant mm -hmm. they got Harmon. they got ivy at some point ivy was huge for them they got tom duan which was their new like representative man which was crazy they got let's not talk about ferguson and letterer uh <laughs> right but they got like a lot of personalities they got mike the mouth and alan cunningham to do a commercial for them you know? Yeah, I mean they had a lot, lot, lot of things going on you know, until the full tilt scandal happened. But yeah, but um, they were good. They were really good at some point. Full tilt was the top, top yeah. guy. Again. Now I really, I really hope for for Ronnie ones to to start very soon and hopefully start started well. And I hope that people, you know, on Twitch we I talked about this with Carl Lynch as well. 
guys, if you haven't watched the podcast with Kalenshi, we talk about this as well. And I think it's relevant for all poker players. So if you're watching this, um, I really do believe that the poker industry, you have to think a little bit more in, 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 that, in that space and what's happening. And that I hope that people over time, they don't get blinded by what Stars is doing and see it really for what it is. And really that people, even though the playing experience on Stars is still the best, I hope other people, other sites will keep up with it and they will also not only make the playing experience similar or on the same level, but also more fair when it comes to their terms of service with Rake and everything. And uh, with Ganja talked about like, why do people on Twitch love Poker Stars streams so damn much like it's not i'll tell like, you what i'll tell you it's not more than, yeah what's your opinion it's 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 mtt final tables and high stakes zoom because high stakes zoom there's a lot of regulars that try to pick up on other regulars tendencies so zoom is very very much plus ev for them starting at 25 and then you get 500. also the other thing is watching poker stars uh the, the other thing first of all is that lex auto hosts uh, a lot of poker stars streamers so yes. that's where the influx comes. Probably has a contract with them or something. He auto hosts. He hosts both poker star stream. He hosts everything, right? So that's where a big influx of viewers comes from. And also the other thing is poker star's final table have very big guarantees up top. Everybody knows that, so they just want to watch that. I've been turning this around with GG. I've been like in some of the top spots sometimes, you know, based on like final tables and stuff. People have been coming in. They've been asking, "What is the software? Uh, is this good?" and stuff like that. And it's been it's been great. It's been great, actually. I got people to like be receptive of trying to teach them why the software is actually better. Yeah, you know, and and they open their eyes, and uh, I'm getting decent viewership. Okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about like the thousands, and and sure, yeah, it would probably be look at it, it would probably be way easier to get viewership if I just played MTT on stars, but I, I don't want to give in, you know. Yeah. Like there's also something that I really want to achieve on Twitch a little bit. That if I have something going on on another site, like uh, yeah, maybe GG or Party Poker or Run It Once Poker in the future, I hope that people can see that these sites definitely have better intentions than than PokerStars does. Because PokerStars yeah. has no good intentions for you. That's just yeah. Like, you might win on PokerStars. You might get you know my especially on MTTs. I think MTTs is by far the best format right now on PokerStars. If you're recreational, you yeah. can become a winning player. They're the fastest. Like every other format at, at higher limits, um, especially because rake and PLO is so high, is going to be tough. It, it takes a long mm -hmm, time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to have to get really, really good at the game um, before you start making money. And maybe on other sides, that will be um, better achievable. And I hope that yeah, people on Twitch, they're going to see that other sides are, are legit too. And uh, that they don't exactly. only follow people who play on poker stars and those final tips. But I thought it was just a bit ridiculous because even the final tips on party poker, there was like Stefan Sonheimer. Um, also, by the way, from like the uh, from those streamers from that new streaming team, no uh, GG No Limit. Like he's really good also as a streamer. Like he from the very beginning, he was really used to talking about hands and uh, shoutouts to him being you know, ex exceptionally good at playing poker and talking about the strategies and the round poker at the same time. Mm -hmm. I thought that was exceptional mm -hmm. for someone who hasn't had like weeks, months of, 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 of poker streaming experience. If you, if yeah. you want to watch yeah. someone who gives you high level strategy advice, go to Stefan Sondheim for sure. Um, and Scrimitu. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, of course, to us, shout outs to us. But I hope you, you guys that are here know us a little bit already. But we're going to obviously, by the way, if you haven't followed Scrimitu, it's going to be twitch.tv slash And the socials are going to be all below 
this podcast, um, we're going to have everything's Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, where you can follow uh, not only Scrumitsu, but also me. If you're new to, to this, if you just tuned in, also let us know, uh, you know, if you have any questions in the chat, we're obviously more than happy to answer that. But um, what I want point, what I wanted to make is that Sondheimer was streaming like a 200K first final table on Party Poker. Nobody was watching. It was like half a year ago. <laughs> and it's absolutely ridiculous. Like how yeah. short, he was like new into this, but how the fuck does he get like less than a hundred viewers, I believe, on like a insane run up to like a final table, extreme skill and people then just tune in to like random 11, big 11 on like any PokerStar streamer. So there must be something, not only that's, like sure it's the brand it's the people behind it people know you know all the poker star streamers sure it's like the familiarity with it like you want to you basically are staying loyal to what you see right being familiar with all these people but at the same time there has to be some other elements too and then i quite i can't figure that out because for me i'm like a different person i want to and when i watch a stream when i tune in i want to see some strategy but i like at the minority like i want to hear something yeah, 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 about yeah. poker you know in a thoughtful way and not just uh, about like basic stuff but people want to see off obviously basics i understand that um players create the play pool though they take the rest for themselves what do you mean um can poop exactly let me know in the chat let us know so yeah let, let's see what what comes up in the future and uh yeah i think we, we discussed most of it and we're gonna see hopefully run it once i, I might um, I'm definitely going to contact Phil for a podcast. I hope that this podcast becomes big enough so that uh, you know At I can have point, you can have Phil on. Phil, yeah, Phil got found on on the podcast. That would be amazing um, because I, I really want to talk to him about Run Once Poker, his intentions a bit more. I have also some different questions that hopefully haven't been asked. Uh, I think most of them have been asked, but especially after launch, like what is his intention of what he. You know, how much experience he has with Twitch and everything, and how mm -hmm. much because mm -hmm. Twitch, I think, is the way to win, isn't it? Like, if you want to win, I think Twitch has to be. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, man, it, it can be, it can, it can be. But if you're dedicated enough, you have to be very consistent as a streamer. I, I, and not, and I didn't mean myself. I meant like poker. Yes, yes. Like yes. I, I meant more like a poker site. The presence on Twitch, like getting those. Twitches. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think though that Twitch, like our super huge net depositors, like in, in that regard, like, but they're gonna spread the word. They're doing something. They're doing something with like gaming streamers, bringing them into poker. Did you see like Unibet did that whole tournament with like Jari and on screen and yeah, a lot of these yeah. gaming streamers? They bought them in for a tournament. They they gave them and it was televised on like on like uh, Twitch poker and it was mm -hmm. like huge. Because all of their followers all gather together into one stream, you know, to, to see their favorite play uh, play the poker tournament and brought a lot of people towards. Mm. I think well, what's really important, and XFX is also doing some of that, is um, that they uh, they do like some coaching with those streamers. So XFX coaches like two or three German streamers, I believe, also mm -hmm. for a platinum past adventure and other thing. And yep. uh, that's really good because then they're, they're gonna meet XFX and they're gonna also. Um, you know, watch his stream if they want to learn more about poker. So it's important exactly. that it's not only the big brands of the gamers, but that poker people actually interact with them. Like they have to be. Exactly. Exactly. Isildur was playing on there in, in that game. That was insane. Like, 
uh, on Unibet. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. I remember. I remember. It's just yeah. again that Unibet as a brand is still not. Yeah, I mean they 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 did a, quite a bunch of stuff, which I was happy about with about that. Yeah, those poker streams. Um, I think their software yeah. sucks. They have to. But yeah, they they just have to update. Dude, when they, I was playing there. I was playing there when they did that update. I fucking quit. I couldn't see the numbers. I couldn't see. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they made yeah. they made some sort of anti-rank measures that was stupid. Who's the biggest Twitch poker streamer right now? It's Lex Veldhaus, I think. Lex Veldhaus. Yeah, by far. <laughs> the daddy. Yeah. I think that just take anything outside the player kind of be applies along with their percent of buying. So I was saying that probably Lex 10k, 7k viewers when I did a live in CBA. He went up to 35k viewers. It's insane. He's also like Twitch wise really high up there. So he basically yeah. won the game within poker. Yeah. And he's about to within Twitch, dude. That's and then now crazy. it's within Twitch. He's he's, he's, he's up. like he's like equivalent of like Summit One G or Lyric. And yeah, that's, Twitch that's absolutely ridiculous. insane. So that is by the way, obviously, it's never that was. I wasn't talking about that. I was just talking about you know that I just want Twitch poker to grow. I want people to spread a good word about poker, and and uh, and I don't think Poker Stars is doing a good job with it at all. Like. I don't think yeah. they're doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hope that some other side will do it in the future. And I hope the people who are not gonna watch people um, like nothing. Like I, I like a lot of the PokerStar streamer. Like I'm, I'm buddies with them, but nothing against them. It's just against the the brand that they're representing, yes. which yes. I'm totally not okay with. Uh, I wish they represented another brand. Like I, I honestly, like the best thing that could happen for poker right now, and that's my opinion, is Lex Veldhaus changing, being the ambassador for another poker site, like run it once. That's that not going to happen soon, but I know, there might be, yeah. I think that Galfon's smart enough to get some other guys on there and maybe get them straight. I hope that some other guys are going to sh- are going to. GG Poker is trying. I don't know if you know this, but GG Poker is trying with Brent Kenny to bring him to stream his 5K, um, 5K tournaments. Yeah, but you know, the thing is that, the yeah, I and mean, Brian Kenny is certainly going to be a figure in poker. But I think like some of he's the... like top ten or top five now all time money winners like life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Nothing to take away from him. But these days, the, the important people are definitely the guys that you know, like Tonka, Lex Feldhaus, Jamie Staples. Yeah, yeah. These are yeah. the big names yeah. in Twitch poker, and you know, I just hope for one of them to to finally then then see that poker stars is not gonna be the best for poker. I guess and they're then, just on like a too good of a payroll, and you can't. Yeah, I, th- I think so. They're Maybe just, in a few years. Maybe, yeah, make too much money. Maybe yep. one of them will get rich enough that he can afford to go on another side. I just hope for one of them to think <laughs> like, a, think like a million. It's, and, and it's and greed, say, man. It's greed. I don't know. I don't know. What? It's greed. I don't know. I no. I mean, I can totally understand it. If you're on a payroll of poker stars, no, no, no doubt about it. I can totally understand. Like, I'm obviously not going to talk. When I hope that I have some of them on the podcast. I also try to ask them what they can talk about. Uh, of course, like I'm gonna have a podcast with Xflix. By the way, guys, if you want to see a podcast with Xflix, come and be on the channel. I'm obviously not gonna talk about these things with him, uh, as he's not allowed to speak about it. <laughs> uh, I wish I could be critical because, yeah. The, um, by the way, I think Xflix makes a, a great job. Uh, like in the German community, his community is so nice. Um, it's unbelievable. Like the German community behind Xflix and everything, they're so nice. I mean, just like he has a huge community to build and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How he uses them to poker. I just wish it wasn't with poker stars, uh, because now I, I I get all all the hate that poker stars gets. I just get it because um, even though I, I still play the most on poker stars and I stream poker stars, it's not that I'm 
I'm representing the brand or anything like I'm, I'm just, yeah, just playing on there to make money. <laughs> so, yeah, the money, not, not only the money. I think I will make more money on other sites, but it's just still they have, in my opinion, super good software. Yeah, and software it, is fine. I think it's the number one, like for me, it's still the number one platform to make me a better player. But as soon as I got that, I'm done with poker stars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think for a much part, unless I can obviously, I'm just gonna have a, a look at if there's a good game running. But if I make it to the top someday, I would be done with it because there's yeah. no reason that keeps me in poker stars. Poker stars is just there for competition and to get better to analyze my game. But uh, at some point, I hope that uh, you know. All right, Andres, I'm gonna yeah. do like uh, yeah. Nick the Greek did to Johnny Moss. Do you know the story? Nick the Greek, Johnny Moss. No, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Johnny Moss was one of the biggest players, like of poker back then, right? And Nick the Greek was a, like a really, really, really big like businessman that also enjoyed poker a lot. Mm -hmm. And they played a five-month-long heads-up poker marathon, right? Set by uh, Benny Binion, was actually like a mob boss back then. And uh, Johnny Moss won around between two to four million from Nick the Greek, which is, uh, which back then meant like, I think 20 now, 20, between 20 and 40 right now. Uh, and when Nick the Greek, when this ended, Nick the Greek uttered something that was, that remained in like poker history as being one of the most famous quotes ever, which is Mr. Moss, I have to let you go. Like after five months of playing heads up, right? After five months of playing heads up, he just gets and and the guy losing basically a fortune to like Johnny. He gets up and he's like, "Okay, Mr. Moss, I have to let you go." So I'm gonna say, Andreas, I have to let you go now. But yeah. you, you get like one last question. Uh, maybe from, one from the chat, guys, if you can come up with one. Question. There we go. There we go. One last question. Also, shout out to real Frank Mayo. Hello. So guys, now it's your chance. Send people watching. <laughs> You gotta get in chat, otherwise I will do Real it. Real Frank Mayo says, didn't poker stars say that their streamers aren't winning players? <laughs> uh, that's such a that dude, that's such a fucking insult. <laughs> Would you feel okay with that if you were like a poker streamer? Uh well I just show the numbers. <laughs> I mean people can ask. Yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. But you the company that you work for is, is saying you're not a winning player. Oh, well, that, that obviously, yeah, they, it's not their business to say that. I don't think they did say that, though. I don't Real Frank Mayo said that. Like, maybe, maybe they said that it's not that important to them, which it's probably not. Like, it's not important to PokerStars that their streamers are winning players. That's, but that, that's no secret. Like, uh, but they cannot say that their players are not winning players, because some of them definitely are. Yes, 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 yes. Tonka obviously is, but I don't, I don't know if Tonka, Tonka is, is not a, not even PokerStars Pro. Oh, okay. I think Jamie Staples is definitely winning players yeah, in tournaments. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Lex is definitely winning players in tournaments, but I don't know if he's like winning in like the thrill or something like that, like 1K plus binds. Yeah. Not sure. Honestly, about, not the, sure. about the lower ones and uh, the 1Ks plus, maybe not, but like mid plus. I think like mid yeah. plus. He's he's good. He's good. He's also gotten recently into like coachings with like Ben C B and I think yeah, he's okay right now. Yeah. Uh but yeah, obviously con I don't think a lot of people can be really consistent in these uh one K tournaments. I think there are like again, the five percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the five percent. Right, so chat, so chat. last questions. If if it doesn't come from chat, then I'm I'm gonna do it and I'm do gonna it. pick one. Um what do we do? Mm -mm. 
Who within the poker world do you look up to the most and why? Right now or 10 years ago? <laughs> no, right, I right look now. up to, look, I look up to uh, Baron a lot for keeping his game like up to par for like such a long time. OTB Red Baron. Yes, Baron, OTB Red Baron. I look up to Isildur for coming in with something that no one expected and bashing a lot of people, like just destroying a site. He just came in with like, you know, you know what he did? He was like basically just balancing over bets and no one knew how to like counteract that. And he just destroyed the site. You know, like he, he just had like a 5k bankroll and in like a few weeks he made it like into 2 million and then he took that money off Duan. You remember that, right? OTP, or who? No, 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 I'm talking uh, about Isildur now. Uh, Isildur, yeah. Yeah, of yeah okay, so yeah, like he had 5k in a few weeks, he had 2 million, he just destroyed Duan afterwards. He just took the man down. Yeah, he, and he he's gained the man, right? His story is insane, yeah. Right, so what he did was just come up with something that no one ever did, right? Like balancing over bets, and it, and and he just did it so well that he destroyed everyone, and that was it. Like no one knew how to react. He had a huge edge over anything, and it wasn't thought like the possibility never even crossed anyone else's mind, right? And he did something that was insane at the time. It was so advanced that people today at like high stakes are having trouble with that, right? So, like, people today, like, let's say mid-stakes, not, not nosebleeds, right? Not what, like, True Diller and Linus Love is playing right now. But I'm talking about, like, people at, like, medium stakes are, like, having trouble with that right now. Like, reacting to overbets and reacting to, like, a lot of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Right? You can okay. just exploit rigs that way, like, very easily. Isler and OTB. So, the, sk the skill players. So, you really come from that skill angle. And with that... I want to thank you a lot for being here on the podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, at first, we're talking a little bit about uh, series. Now we went into a lot of poker topics. Hope you got some value out of that. If you did, don't forget to smash that like buttons down there and also let some other people know about, know about the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow Scrimitsu on his social media. It will be below in the description. Otherwise, it's twitch.tv slash Scrimitsu. You can find him on there streaming, you know, five day times a week on Twitch. Is that correct? Around that. Around that. Sometimes six, sometimes two. But <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm trying to be a bit constant. Um, one more thing that I wanted to say was that thank you very much for having me here. And I'm not really shy upon doing another another of these uh, podcasts in like maybe 10 editions, 20 editions. If you want to have me on like sometimes else and we can discuss about more things, I'd be happy to do it. I would happy to have you on if you, if you finish here, when you finish your challenge. So yes, I think that would be like a great point because with Kalencha, same thing. If you end up the challenge, I'm definitely going to have him back on the podcast. Exactly. Same for you. Same for exactly. you to finish that. Uh, I like having challenges. I have one of my own as well. So um, I'm going to let you have the last word before I click the stop button. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. But what uh, up to you? Any All right, uh, less words towards people who are watching or will be watching this. Poker's not dead. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely something that you can look up to as being, uh, as, as actually your job, as being like a way, like more, more of a lifestyle than a job. It's been very rewarding for me. I recommend going and exploring your options before going just directly to PokerStars or any other sites. Okay, explore your options always. Work hard because it's a domain where uh, it's a domain where you get rewarded based on your work, your knowledge, and whatever time you can put into it. Uh, even if you have a job, don't fret, don't be afraid because you can definitely do this. 
Um, me and Andres have been doing it for like quite some time right now. And I do believe that a lot of people have been doing it for like 20 years now. And it still can be beat. The game can be beat pretty easily. So yeah, just just get into it and you'll have some fun. Or at least have fun, you know, because it's 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 a good game and learn learn some skill. Um, either way, sub to Andres. He's, uh, he's got big plans for this channel, so I'm sure that you'll get to enjoy his other podcasts or videos. And uh, listen to what he says about Omaha, because he's a Omaha playing god. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, Andres, I hope you run, I, I hope you sun run a lot in, like, your 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 games. You're, like, uh, Zoom... Uh, you're playing, like, Zoom 200, right? Right now? Um, I guess. Yeah, it's Zoom 200, basically. Zoom All right, 100. I hope you sun run, because Omaha can be a very, very good game if you sun run for, like, 100 buy-ins. And then um, I hope you have a, gra a graph like uh, Kumicons at some point. I don't know if it's like possible That's right now, but maybe, maybe you can maybe yeah. find like a possibility at some point to to get a graph like his, and then just give up. And one more thing, one more thing that I wanted to add that I didn't actually add during the podcast, and I had a few occasions was Elon Musk at some point said like the life expectancy is about seventy five. Why would you work fifty five to have a level of freedom? Yeah. Right? Why would you work 55 years to have 11 years of freedom? Make it the reverse. You know, try to try to find a way, if not poker or anything else, try to make it the reverse and then be free. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. Thanks, man. And uh, I'm going to yeah wrap it up here.